0: happening weirdos this is the return 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 I don't know what number return this is for Moshe Kasher but I do know it is one of my all-time favorite episodes ever he is a delight we had such a fun time he has a new book out now called Subculture Vulture you should check that out check out anything Moshe is doing he's always just such a reliable joy and we had such a fun time I should mention we recorded this a few days ago, and it was before any news came out about Stephen Hawking. I don't even know the details of that Epstein list or whatever, but there's some riffs in here that you'll be like, why aren't they talking about that? Because you know we love talking about Stephen Hawking, uh, and it's because we didn't know yet. So that's why. It can't, we recorded this before any of that news, which I'm still not familiar with, but there you go. Just wanted to say that up top. I'm going to be at Largo on January 30th this month, largo-la.com. And whenever you listen to this, I am at Largo, a theater in Los Angeles, once a month, every month. So just go to largo-la.com and look for Pete Holmes living at Largo. Always the highlight of my month. Always so fun to have weirdos there. I'm also going to be doing the uh, Netflix is a joke fest on May 4th. May the 4th be with you. And please be with me in Los Angeles. Go to peteholmes.com for tickets to that also Chicago, also in May. Not too much to plug. If you like this show and you want to support it, why not try a Pete's pick like Element? I've been giving so many of my friends Element. It's wonder, what is Element? It's a hydration superpower, basically, because healthy hydration isn't just about drinking water. It's water plus electrolytes. And that's what LMNT Element is. It's incredible in the morning. Dr. Andrew Huberman promotes drinking a, a salty water in the morning to get that neural connectivity going to jumpstart your day. That's when I drink my Element. Not only does it give you magnesium and potassium and salt that you need to get that hydration into your cells, but it also tastes fantastic, which also leads to drinking more water and feeling better. Element has been a huge part of my wellness program. I give it to friends who exercise. They drink it after a jog. They say it basically flows floods them with everything that they just sweat out. I of course drink it after I work out or after I sauna, but I also just drink it after a flight. Anytime that I'm in a situation that I know dehydrated me and I want to flood that into me, I drink it before shows because there's nothing about, there's nothing better than that rush of the magnesium, the potassium and the salt that just gives your body what it needs. Hydration is so much more than just drinking water Get LMNT into your life. I love their watermelon salt flavor. I also love their chocolate salt flavor, which I drink hot at night sometimes. I often find if you drink it before bed, I don't get up to pee. Something about the salt processing the water, I can't explain it. I absolutely love it. It is a game changer, and if Element doesn't exceed your expectations, they have a no-questions-asked-refund policy. You don't even need to send it back. And they came up with a fantastic offer for us. Go to drinklmnt.com slash weird, use promo code weird, and you'll get a free Element sample pack with any order, which I love because you can try all the different flavors. Some of them are spicy, which I really love. Some of them are more sweet, like the watermelon. That's my daily. Go to drinkelementcom slash weird, use promo code weird, support your body, support healthy hydration, and support the show. We're also brought to us by our friends at the Open app. If you're like me, you've always been out there looking for the secrets to success, which is really just another way of saying how can we overcome the problems that so many of us face in our daily lives. Problems like sleep, stress, focus, and for me, setting up maintaining daily healthy habits. This is the secret obviously, but we sometimes need help. And I found that in the open app. I recently discovered this wonderful tool. If you'd like me, you've tried it all, trendy diets, books, even bad things like drawing the blinds, taking an edible and watching bad movies all day, avoidance is not the solution. It took me years to find a better way and now I'm passing it on to you. The open method is simple and it works. It combines breath work, meditation and fitness and they have a badass community of people doing it all together they're all committed to personal growth so you have that accountability and that community to join open is the only thing i do every day that sets me up for success i usually do the breath work in the morning makes me feel more focused than coffee floods your body with just like good life energy and dials you in the breath work it's so fun to do but i need that guidance i need that help and the open app is wonderful at that I also do their nighttime meditation before bed and I fall asleep in under 10 minutes every time. If it was just that, it would be awesome. But it's so much more and the fitness and the community. It's incredibly well designed. You'll know when you see it. My only regret is not starting sooner. The app will change your life. So if you want to get on my daily routine, you can get 30 days free of Open by visiting withopen.com slash weird. Again, 30 days free by visiting with. Open.com slash weird. Oh, and if you're in LA, make sure you check out their new studio to practice with open in person. Support your body, support your breath, support your fitness, support your life, and support the show. All right, everybody, get into Moshe Casher and check out Subculture Vulture available now. Get into it. Michy, michy, right. michy. Mushy, mushy, good. Thanks. It looks awesome.
1: Oh,
0: That's thanks, nice. man. You're right the modern no, Modern Mammals is the best shampoo there is. I'm excited to try it. That's for you. Oh, really? But let, we can put this in front of the Modern Mammals Ooh. as long as we say we're doing it. They don't pay for that. That's just your gift.
2: Um, I'm excited.
0: You really are gonna like it. Have you heard me talk about it?
2: No, I honestly I have not. No. Oh. I've heard you talk about. Um, bracelets that zap you, doesn't and I, zap you. Doesn't it buzz you? You can feel it. It's on right now. See, barely nothing, barely. It isn't even doing anything. It's not on. Oh, you to. <laughs> and I've heard you talk about. Um, I'm gonna turn it on. Another a beverage, magic Mind. It's right there. It's free. See, for you. I know. I know my home. I really appreciate
0: merch it. trivia. I was gonna research you, and then I realized it's your book. Which... You were gonna research me. Well, I was. I called you last night, and I meant to say. You know, I forgot. I didn't forget, but I, I wasn't. I, I did forget. <laughs> you forgot what? Just that I was coming? But here's the passive voice. No, no. I, f- I wasn't quite clear on why now we're doing another pod, and it's because of the book. I, re- I, I remembered, but I couldn't read it because it's not on audio yet. Oh, I should have just said. Sent- oh, do you only audio? No, no. It's not that I only audio, but if I have a guest promoting a book, you know, it's like 90 minutes to come in. I'll listen to it for 90 minutes. You'd be shocked. I know
2: you're a host. How much you can get out of 90 minutes?
0: The first 90 minutes of somebody's book, you're
2: an expert at that book. That's fair. Although I you're will say- You're very good at talking about that book. Go ahead. I will say this. Um, first of all, you made it weird as a long podcast, right? We can say that. That's not sacrilege to say. You guys go longer- Oh, I don't understand. Then yeah, an hour. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. I got great news. We have. I'm here. I have the book. Yeah, I'll just go ahead and read the first ninety minutes of the book. I mean, honestly, the sound equipment you've got—I is... didn't even see the riff coming. <laughs> I didn't see it coming. Put it. The, put the Random House side out. But I. <laughs> but I was going to say, this book uh, of of many comedians' books, you perhaps don't know all there is to know about after ninety minutes. After ninety minutes. Well, ninety be- minutes is. I bet, how long is this read? Have you done the audio yet? I have done the audio. You can do it like that. I like that. You like it akimbo there on the pen? Um, (laughs) Akimbo. Because this is, the book is um, a memoir in six scenes. That's the subtitle, right? And it goes through. It doesn't say that. Oh, there it is. A memoir in six scenes. And here you are as what you, as a Japanese anime? I'm so shocked. As a, as a New Age aficionado, I love it. As a Ram no, even no, no,
0: a Ram Dassian.
2: No, I love this. I shouldn't tease. No, but it's I, it's. I forgot
0: that it's kind of vulnerable picking a cover. This is great. I just went into riff mode. You're just very cleaned up here. It's
2: she, Shiva. It's Shiva herself. Yeah, Shiva's dice game. Wait, is Shiva her? Shiva's. a... I always get it wrong. Actually, so right. Don't don't ask me. I think Shiva's a woman. Well, we've got a billion people that will write in and tell us if we're wrong. But yeah, that's true. She, th- it, it, it is me holding, reaching into each of the six universes that have created the meanness. Well, that's of interesting. Me. Is
0: that there's the Buddhist five wheel? Is that, is it's, that not it? it's not connected to not that? Like that. Okay, although yeah. maybe
2: subconsciously,
0: maybe unconsciously. So there's. Let me see if I can interpret the cover. Yeah, riff you, them out. You be not even riffs, because I, I, honestly forgot how vulnerable it is. Uh, to pick a cover or to write a book, just to write a book to put out a cover. I came at it with the wrong energy. To me, I I didn't take it that way. No, I know, but i I was checking myself. Rarely seen before I wreck myself. Well,
2: no, yeah, wow. Usually right after. Oh, the pre-wreck yourself. yourself. The pre-wreck yourself. (laughs) Wow, I didn't even. Wow, that's a rare sighting. (laughs) The pre-wreck yourself is a prerequisite for a good interview. Would you know who is prone to pre-checking oneself before we pre-wreck oneself? Tell me. A comedy sex god. What? That's sort of their their. I would say their primary characteristic is that they check themselves. I do have
0: very mild like the flavor of cilantro and guacamole okay that much regret sometimes i wish I. oh called the my, title i sometimes wish i'm gonna pitch it to you yeah okay what if i had called it because you know there's that trend of blank and blank and blank and blank i sometimes wish i had called it comedy and sex and god like funny that you're saying and too many times
2: comedy and, oh, i am a big fan of the uh, mouthful of a title comedy and sex and god um, I know. I just like over. I like a big over explanation. My first book's title was "Casher in the Rye: The True Tale of a White Boy from Oakland Who Became a Drug Addict, Criminal, Mental Patient," Very and Fiona then turned sixteen. Second album. <laughs> the, yeah, that was the homage. Now I didn't.
1: <laughs> I didn't do
2: the Buddhist five points of whatever, but I did do Fiona Apple's second uh, album. Yeah, right. that, that's the esoterica you're into. Um, comedy and sex and God. I think they are. L- they are a, lateral. It yeah, fixes, I think as we it's. Say. I- yeah, I think that is what you say. It's my favorite writers' room term. Speaking of sixes,
0: sixes means six of six of one, half a dozen of another, but you just say sixes. Speaking of sixes,
2: this is six scenes. Let's see if you can identify them by iconography only.
0: Absolutely. Um, well, you love music and psychedelic. Or, well, that that looks more like ecstasy than a psychedelic.
2: This is good. The clues are coming in. Wait, you didn't guess? What? What is the? What's the scene? What do you mean by a scene? That's your rave scene. Yes, good. Ding. Okay. Um, CC close. Oh, deaf. The deaf scene. The deaf scene. You, so, I'm yeah. big in the deaf scene. You're huge. I've been, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an honorary, big-time honorary member of the deaf scene. By the way, to search
0: your name, because I did, because yeah. I just wanted to make sure you didn't have a new special or something, because yeah. I would have watched it, the, the questions that come up on Google. Oh, boy. No, it's funny. It's okay, good. good. Yes. Who wrote Cashier in the Rye? And I'm filled with internet delight because i'm like it's in it's in it's you're halfway
2: there i'll tell you what i think it is who wrote cashier in the run i think I, who's in being john Malkovich. <laughs> <laughs> i in honestly that? think it's a jd salinger problem i oh, remember yeah. when my f- book first came out i went into a barnes and noble to pick up a box of books to sell at the cl- i was at a comedy club next door to Barnes Noble and- I think St. Louis mm. and um, Pittsburgh. No, it was Pittsburgh. I know that the listeners were like, where was it? And it was Pittsburgh. <laughs> and I went in and I, I go, hey, I'm here to pick up a book, uh, a box of uh, cash, uh, the book, Catcher in the Rye. And the, the woman behind the counter goes, I love that book. And I go, R- I wrote that book. And she like, you, she, she goes, you, were JD. you wrote Catcher in the Rye. So I think that's the issue. Yeah, we both have books with some confusion factor baked in.
0: What's yours? That people think I'm calling myself a comedy sex god. You just did it. Oh, I see,
2: I see, I see. That is
0: the joke. The joke is, because I said to my editor, I was like, people are going to think I'm saying Pete Holmes comedy sex god. Like, think, that sounds like a Russell Brand, I know Scandal
2: Noted, but it sounds like something he would Is that say. how you do it now? Scandal you just noted. Say, say Scandal Noted? I thought we, we talked about that, didn't we? I don't know, but I, I do. I feel
0: like you were one of the people who were like, I'm going to do that because it takes too long to be like, I understand and I hereby acknowledge. <laughs> I unpack the <laughs> yeah. sins of the past. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, and, and all kidding aside, it's a nice way to be like, I'm, I'm in the
2: same reality we all are. Scandal Noted. I like scandal that. Noted. That doesn't feel like it gives as much Um um is, to the, as, we, is, as people want <laughs> i agree
0: and that makes it funny yes it's kind of like being like rest in peace you know what i mean it's oh, may not, his not name be
2: blessed what's that may his name be blessed may his name be blessed. May, his, may his name be blotted from the book of life that's what we should say
0: may their name be blotted from the book of life but yeah. i don't
2: i don't you don't want to blot russell brand's blot. name for can i just ask you one question and i know this is your podcast is it a russell brand question would you like russell brand's name to be blotted from the book of life that, that's what's oh, my What we just cut to color bars? <laughs> <laughs> like, what if I, I was flooded with panic? Like, there's
0: no right way to answer this.
2: It's the ESPN theme. Da-da-da, da-da-da. <laughs> that is so. It's the axe break. Yeah. We'll be right back. It zooms in on my beating sweat. And then when you come back, it's just Russell Brand here. <laughs> Our guest today.
0: All right. If you're Russell Brand, yeah. completely scandal free question. Okay. You going as uh, Captain Jack Sparrow for Halloween?
2: You just getting a big coat? Are you dressing up as Captain Jack what Sparrow? What I'm saying you're is Russell you're a Brand. big coat away from a rocking Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> this does feel like a riff from before Stan notice. This, this is, is a pre yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is not a good area.
0: <laughs>
2: Princess Di walks up and talks about the landmines that are all over this area. Let me just ask you this. If you're Woody Allen, are you dressing as a private investigator for Halloween? You're just a hat and a trench coat away. (laughs) That is A+. That is A+. That is A+. You could have gone nerd. Yes. You went private eye, which is better. A 1970s private eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic. I'd want Woody on the case. Not his own case. No, he definitely... (laughs) Actually, to be honest, he got really involved in his own case. I know. Hey, anyway, I am I got a book yeah, coming out. Yeah, yeah. The Deaf World. Def, the Deaf World.
0: I am going as... Russell, uh, okay, good. good, good. <laughs> no, I'm not going as Russell. Russell, if I were... Never mind.
2: That would be, Pete, let me just say, if you dressed as Russell Brand for Halloween... Yes. I wouldn't know how to analyze you. Uh, yeah, I, that would be a very confusing... I would text my friends about it. That's Did what, you hear Pete I say, dressed though, up as Russell Brand for...
0: There's, there's something alluring about that. I'm never going to do it. But it makes me happy that the world still has choices that are pretty benign. You know, it's not that hurtful, but it's hurtful. It's wrong. But it reminds me that the world can still be completely insane. Like, you know, like the feeling of jelly in your shoe, just weird. And (laughs) what I'm saying is, I would never do it. I do kind of wish I would do it for you. Uh, The fun for you to be at a Halloween party and be like, is Pete
2: Russell? Well, it's actually and like that weird feeling you'd get. It's a funny riff that you... Um, I definitely think we should get off this topic, but it's a funny riff that you uh, mentioned Princess <laughs> yes. Di because I just watched the last well, that's episode why I on my Crown. Mind. That's why it's on my mind. And the guy dressed up as... Oh, uh, well, well, I haven't seen the last one. Well, it's, uh, it's in the news. What do you mean? It happened a long time ago.
0: No, I know, but like Nate Bargetti's bit where he's like, I know I don't know anything about history because whenever I watch a historical movie, I'm on the edge of my seat. Uh, I watched that going like, they were in the car together? Like, I don't know anything. Well, Prince Willie
2: our boy Prince William actually our neighbor he lives in he lives really up there oh Um, he dressed as a uh, as a Nazi on Halloween one year I thought that was
0: Prince Harry yeah that guy
2: him Harry I always I truly have never been able to tell them apart the redhead Habsburgs have always confused me
0: Habsburgs aren't they Habsburgs can I give you my hot crown riff yeah it's a whole family of first ladies Aha! Uh-huh. Doesn't that help you understand it? Like, America's so confused. What is the royal family? It's like their first ladies. I'm not trying to diminish first ladies, but it's like celebrity, it's charity, it's appearances. There's no, like, signing bills or, like, starting wars, but there's political life in the same way that Michelle Obama. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's 30 Michelle Obamas in a very nice house.
2: Do you think we would be a better off-country if we had a royal family?
0: I think what's great about it, and I'm really not like a a shit giver about the royal family, but what's great about it is human beings make meaning, right? Yeah. And like we do it with comedy all the time. It's sacred. There's a way to do it. There's a right way to do it. Almost like in the way that like artists study under other other visual artists study under them and, and then they're minted. Like we have that. Like he opened for them. He did the thing. And And that gives a richness to the comedy world that we enjoy, right? And it, like a hobby, like a very rich hobby. And in the same way, a royal family gives a national identity that's more
2: rich, d- deeper. That, more that's, to
0: play with. That's we just thing, have,
2: yeah, go. That's on. sort of the thing I think people miss about about royalty. I mean, the problem with royalty uh, is that it has been used exclusively, almost exclusively. In the modern era, it's more what you're saying. But in history, it's been used exclusively to essentially say, you are going to be the poor people from time immemorial. We will take the fat, fruit of your labor and the fat of your land, and we'll come rich, and you'll get poorer and poorer. Right, right. But you're right that I think one of the primary diseases Thank you. I think one of the pri- could you do that on a. Let me just start the book, <laughs> Subculture Vulture by Moshe Kasher, a memoir in six scenes. I think one of the primary diseases of America is our uh our our sort of horrifying lack of ritual. And uh, I agree. And the 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 primary thing that we tell immigrants to do. By when the they- way, that's uh, j- j- I, uh, uh, like yeah? pledge of allegiance. I'm not
0: crazy about it, but at least we you have... you like it a little bit what i'm saying what i liked about because i remember feeling uncomfortable doing it as a youth you
2: felt uncomfortable yeah just
0: being weird no one was doing it Uh uh-huh and when i first started public school i was excited to do it yeah and they're like please stand for the pledge of Allegiance." no one stood up oh you went to private school and never did it never did it interesting went to public school and was like here we go yeah i want a flapping flag i'd like to believe in something that's how i felt the first time i
2: went to a non-jewish wedding the, the, the priest goes, or whoever goes, do you, Pete, take this woman to be your love? And I go, oh, they're doing it. They're this doing it. This is the thing. This is the thing. I've seen this in so many movies. I'm uh, not just saying this.
0: Uh, the Jewish tradition is lapping it, is lapping Oh, it. is better. I have, yeah, lapped. Like a race, going the right way.
2: Yeah. <laughs> the Jewish wedding ceremony is, I would say, one of our best calling cards. Your
0: wedding, we had to go because of a, a Val wasn't feeling well. She had like a- Oh,
2: I you you had to go to the wedding.
0: No, 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 we had to leave, but I did get to see the canter and the the chairs, like chair lifting, glass smashing, all of these things. And and we, you know, just going to concede that I sound old, but I'm like, when you get older, you go like, oh, it's up to us. It's all up to us to make the world magic, meaningful, and to be like this. Is why we don't just jump off a cliff. It's because you'll step on a glass, and your friends will lift you up, and a guy's gonna sing. And "Hava Nagila" is a is a it slaps. I'm gonna say it. A it is a banger. Slap. It's, it's slaps. a banger. Yep. And I've never admitted this, but I've never been at a Jewish wedding. I was just at one. And when they're doing the chair thing, I get so emotional. Is that right? I get so emotional and a little bit cilantro and guac jealous, like
2: that much jealous that I'm like, we have nothing like that. Speaking of meaning, mm. do you know the reason for the glass? Are you familiar I've
0: with I've heard different theories in the same way that the Hindus and the cows and why they drink milk but don't eat the meat, oh. but I've never heard a good one
2: given. Give well, me. I, I think this is correct, but I'm now curious to see, hear what other theories you've heard. The the reason for the glass and it is never more timely than now although it's always never more timely than now is that um it represent it's it symbolizes one specific thing which is the destruction of the temple uh in oh. jerusalem in 70 ad but but it doesn't really represent that anymore what it really represents is that even in times of great uh celebration uh, in uh, simcha as they as they call yes. it in the hebrew one should always remember that there's tragedy and pain yes. and suffering, yes. and so even in the in the highest moment of yes. your celebration of a, of a life, you smash the glass to remind you that the world is broken and that it needs what they call what tikkun olam. It needs repair, and yeah, you yeah, should yeah. always be mindful yeah, of that. Means that means no worries. That's right, tikkun olam. <laughs> what a wonderful thing! I only do the Rogan one.
0: <laughs> it means no worries. <laughs> That's my Lion
2: King. That's my Wait, Lion King. Um, I only do the Nathan Lane one. Because the, the that's, that's my Lion King. That's obviously everyone's Lion King. Um,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say completely humorlessly, um, that's everyone's Lion King.
2: It is true that that is everyone's Lion King.
0: I love that. And that really... I, I remember it was one of my first macabre thoughts. Are you, I mean, now you're speaking Hebrew? Macabre uh-huh. thoughts. I do have Hebrew jealousy. When you said that, I got chills. I you wish you spoke it. Hebrew? I just... Well, we're back to meaning making, yeah, and culture. I I understand uh, Hebrew school, and and you know, you tell me there 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 might be a certain undesirable element to
2: that, but I'll say from like a they do call my people undesirables, yes. We'll be right back, and we come. We'll back, be right back with Russell Brands.
1: Russell <laughs> Brand, that's what I was going to
0: say. <laughs> so Moshe, like the adrenalized sort of way that you go about the Torah, yeah. <laughs> Was that good? Yeah, that was, it was I, just
2: kind, kind of standard Cockney kinda. Of. He is standard Cockney. Right, S- let's S- not talk about Russell Brand again on S- this Which is Sports Center. Da-na-na, da-na-na. <laughs> <laughs> you tune back into Sports Center today. Yeah. We got the seventy ers are down forty two <laughs> points to twelve against the <laughs> Golden State Warriors. <laughs> COVID is a lie. The election was stolen.
1: This is your new space, <laughs> Stephen.
2: Hawking. <What> <laughs>
0: Russell Brand Sports General. <laughs> it's absolutely mental. They're at the 50-yard line. This is where they buried Jimmy Hoffa.
2: Our special guest today, a man close to my heart. <laughs> it's racist, Stephen Hawking. Hello, Russell, and thank you for having me. You know when I like the basketball. Was in the 1940s before all the, you know, rule came into the league. <laughs> <laughs> We're back, baby! <laughs>
0: <laughs> back when it was more layups.
2: and. Professionally done three pointers. If there's a sport that's (laughs) close to my heart, it is yacht racing. And I think you know why. It's not the boats, if you know what I'm saying. And
0: you wanted to move away from
2: Russell Brand,
1: (laughs) but it got us here. here.
2: You got to break a few eggs. You got to smash a a few glasses to get to racist Stephen Hawking.
1: But my
0: macabre thought in college was: wouldn't it be funny to win the lottery or some other, like you win the Nobel Peace Prize, whatever it is, and instead of an acceptance speech, you kill yourself?
2: (laughs) Wait, on stage? Yeah, just.
0: What it was was playing with the idea of really, honestly, what that tradition is acknowledging is you go to Disneyland, some of the people in the costumes are you know, going through a breakup. Right. Some of them are having the worst day of their lives. In fact, when I drive on the highway, I go, just remember, some of these people are having
2: the worst day of their lives. That's that um David Foster Wallace this is water thing which changed my life. It love, changed my life too. I love this is water. Unfortunately the only available recording of it on YouTube has like weird new age music over it, but I've I did it. force Natasha to listen to it on like our second date. Now that's a good second date. That is a good second that's date. That's a good um Third date. Ins- insufferable second date. Yeah. I would like to play you a David Foster <laughs> Wallace clip with What it. a gift though. See
0: there's different kinds of folks and this is one of the reasons why we get along. If I heard this is water and I said to you, I just heard this is water. And you're like, I heard that like 10 years ago. I would be like, why didn't you tell me about it? Uh-huh. I just, Bert Bigley and I talk about this all the time. We're advice guys. I like. I, I wouldn't say I like giving it, but I, I like having received it, and then I like sharing it, is a better way to put it.
2: You were recently on the advice podcast, The Endless Honeymoon, and you were wonderful on that. It's one that I host with my wife, Natasha Leggero. I'm glad. You know what
0: sticks out for me is when I got a little too, sometimes the kite, I let the kite out a little too much, and I started talking about how your mind, we know you can make sounds in your mind, and you can make images in your mind, and when an image appears in your mind and then it dissolves it's not dissolving into nothing it's dissolving i started doing that and Uh i remember you very skillfully being like let's go back and like you moved me on (laughs) and i was like it was loving i love going super deep but i loved you expertly hosted me as a guest
2: that's nice i i you know i i actually love going off into the ether too
0: no you do but there is something i'm not going to say it's too far but sometimes it's like Maybe maybe let's stop.
2: Well, no, I w- <laughs> it actually does connect back to the book in a weird way, which is that I've been thinking... Subculture vulture? Subculture vulture. It's the third panel that you haven't subculture yet. Subculture vulture and an occasional mulcher. And you have a, a picture of mulch. I have a, a, a rake. Mulch. It's about my journey through gardening? Yeah, subculture vulture and sometimes a An occasional mulcher, comedy and sex and God. I can't Would you be upset ultras. if I named my book Subculture vulture and comedy and sex and God? No, no, no! <laughs> okay. I'd be thrilled
0: <laughs> because your book would come up and it would say uh, people also bought. You know what I mean?
2: People also just, bought the book that he plagiarized. You, comedy. My sex. friend
0: Rob Bell has a book called uh, Sex God,
2: and mine's called Comedy. Sex oh, interesting.
0: God. Yeah, and that occurred to me, and I was like, I think it's fine.
2: And did you ever talk to him about it?
0: No, that's how fine I assumed it was, but like very, very different.
2: Oh yeah. So so what I was going to say was, oh, the third panel. I mean, that one actually has the what it is. Oh wait, I want to guess it. I mean, so deaf
0: culture, queer culture.
2: No, uh, sobriety. Sobriety. What is this? Isn't this just like a genderless bathroom? Um, That is not a genderless bathroom. Oh no, that is the that is the AA symbol. It is, in fact, yeah. Uh, I didn't know it was so. You know, the queer (laughs) thing that you saw. It is pink. Is uh, an upside down triangle in a circle oh and the right side up triangle in the circle is is the aa symbol and that each side of the triangle represents like unity service and recovery i guess the three prongs are of... you
0: worried that like you know an upside down cross means antichrist don't you think that's a little homophobic for a symbol
2: that's a very interesting uh, idea and is uh, i was definitely hoping that nobody would notice that that was the reason i put it on the cover slow push it yeah <laughs> what suppose you're gonna say? You tuned in right to... All right. All right. Yes. It, yeah, b- welcome like, back to Sports Center. Are you punching down? Um, but the AA's... AA's 12... I'm not in AA anymore, and it's been a long time since I have been, and it was a very long and arduous kind of process, and that's what the, the, that section of the book is about, is my kind of... That very would be s- triple-A, like A,
0: like a, atonal... You know, like how A means not, so yes. you're not an AA. Oh, A-A-A. I mean, I'm true. A A A A, which means I can rely on you to tell me because I know you're not drunk.
2: But isn't atonal kind of anti-tonal? I would say that I'm not amoral. Then anti-moral, yes, or just no moral. No moral. Yeah, but I couldn't say that either because I still, you know, it's been t- I think probably ten years since I've been to a meeting. Um, I've been sober. I just was sober. I was t-
0: going to say that's great. That is great, right?
2: For Isn't me, that like saying like I don't see my therapist anymore? Like we did it. Well, that's funny you say that because it's that's a real taboo. Really, uh, that's in, why I was careful. Lou. Inside of a, it's not a taboo for me. I'm happy yeah. to say it. I I would not ever tell a person in recovery I grew beyond recovery. I don't think that. I first of all don't, they don't think like, that that's true. But but you would be. It is more of a taboo to say that to be in an AA meeting and say I'm over this I don't need it anymore I'm moving on it no longer has anything to offer me than to say I am going to take LSD in the bathroom of this meeting right now. Wow. That would be accepted more much more. Yeah. It would it would create much less antagonism to say something like that wow. than to say I'm over this I don't need it. I don't know the parallel
0: it. but it reminds me of how like you can be smoking somewhere and then people get mad and you're like it's weed. <laughs>
2: you know, like there, there's a parallel there,
0: where it's like, don't worry, it's weed, it's not a cigarette. I, I, think I the, hear what you're saying.
2: I think the parallel is pretty clear. It it would be you, you tell me as a Christian parallel. It will be it will be right going into being at a church and saying I love I love the church, I love Christianity, but I'm moving past it and I don't need it anymore. You have okay, so Ramdas, we're not
0: gonna. This is tricky. I'm not even in AA. I I love AA, meaning. I love AA too. And I think that... I, I know, hope- but I feel like a, a, a phony saying that having not... I've been to some meetings and stuff, but I wouldn't say like I'm in the thing. I love it, meaning Richard Rohr wrote a book that I love. I think it's on the shelf called Breathing Underwater. It's called um, God and the Twelve Steps. And I just gobbled it up and compare and despair and worker sure. among workers. So all these things have like informed my no, not drinking and stuff. So I'm nervous, even though I'm not a part of it. But Ramdas does have some. I remember listening to it and being like, this I is know kind the of passage. gangster. I know
2: the passage Where, you, where he's, I can't even tell you. I, I swear to God, Pete, this is not a joke. Swear to me. So I swear to Pete, I swear to Comedy and Sex and Gods, um, <laughs> that the clip of Ramdas talking. It's, about what you're about to talk about, yeah. is only available, I'm not kidding, on YouTube with New Age music over it. <laughs> I'm, I swear, that is true. I can tell you where to find it clean. But I know the exact one that you're yeah. talking about. It's about people becoming addicted to, a, to being sober. Exactly. And and he kind of makes a cheeky joke where he's like, my name is uh,
0: Bill. I, I, I'm an addict. And he goes, I'm, I'm Dick. Like, his name is Richard. Uh-huh. So he's like, I'm Dick. Uh-huh. Meaning, and this is really thin ice. So let's just enjoy the thrill. Like me being Russell Brand for yeah. Halloween. Just enjoy how weird this is. We do, whether it's AA or anything, there's always a temptation as human beings to want an identity and to and to pour yourself into different containers. And spirituality, at its like most expansive, is all about dropping all of it. Yeah. And going, like, yeah, that's a game. That's part of my story. I'm in recovery, but really, like he would say that that's kind of a trap. Is to be like I'm this, or you could say I'm a vegan. Yeah. God damn it! Like anything that makes you rigid, he would be like, "Can we introduce some some air into this?" Well, any hard I, to talk about
2: any. I, I I. It is hard to talk about, and it was one of my main anxieties in writing this particular book. Um, was I knew that part of this book was going to be discussing in frank terms because my first book, I, I know that it it really affected a lot of people in their early recovery journey. My first book is all about my sort of trials and tribulations as a young teenager. Catcher teenage. in the Rye. Catcher in the Rye. It's all about like me discovering phonies in the world. Yeah, and the guy that shot John Lennon is yep. a huge fan of yours. And th- that was by design. Yeah, uh, of I, course. I, you that was messaging in. that I put in. Yeah, you... in the similar way that the homophobic symbols on the cover of this. Yeah, 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 yeah. That messaging. The
0: Fibonacci sequence. If you read every fourth word, seven more, whatever the Fibonacci sequence
2: is, <laughs> that says find him. Yes, find him. And I wrote the Fibonacci sequence. <laughs> uh, I am a Fibonacci. I am Fibonacci, I am progressive Fibonacci, <laughs> and I'll funny. tell you who I hate uh, is racist <laughs> Stephen Hawking. What about the members of the scientific society, but he just keeps talking about the race uh, and the woke culture that he thinks is uh, infecting our, m- our minds, a woke mind a virus. Oh my god!
0: Being woke is basically (laughs) a a license to be. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't even want to finish the riff.
2: I'll tell you who I liked watching is that Tucker Carlson only on X. (laughs) Where comedy is (laughs) still (laughs)
1: legal.
2: Thank you, Elon. But I okay. I, I don't want to lose this because it was it Go is ahead. important for me to your say. Your first
0: book was very helpful. In well, helpful coverage. for
2: people. I've had a lot of people write me on uh, uh, on social media and say like I was a, I was a, a teenager in rehab and somebody gave me your book and it touched me and 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 it helped me get sober and it helped me stay sober and that is so incredibly meaningful to me. Of course, the fact that anything I've ever and I'm sure you 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 do this too because you're kind of foray into discuss discussing spirituality like the idea that my that my comedy career had a byproduct of being emotionally or psychologically meaningful to anybody is like something I never saw coming and also really meaningful Amazing. to me because I care about people. Is the comparison if my second book was kind of like, I'm, I'm seeing the
0: validity of atheism. Is it kind of like that?
2: Yes. And I had a real anxiety in writing this book because it's true. It's true. It's truth. It's my story is that AA um, defined my young life. I got sober when I was 15 years old. I was by far the youngest person in any AA meeting that I went to for the first five years of my recovery. Yeah. in the, I'd go to young people's meetings, and they were called young people's meetings, and I would walk in and I would still be five, ten years younger than everybody there. Wow. I was the mascot. That was that, was And it was this defining characteristic of who I was, and i took it on in such a deep way by the time i was you know 4 or 5 years sober i was it was what you say it was the 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 primary identifier i was so proud of how long i'd been sober and how young i was yeah. and these days when i tell people how long i've been sober i it, it has a tinge of embarrassment i feel embarrassed to tell people i know
0: comics that like when i was starting i was like i've been doing it for 4 years and they're like i'm at the point where you
2: don't like telling people how long you've been doing it it's it's exactly that mm. but it 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 completely i mean I, what what's the riff? About racial racist I, mean? <laughs> I just saw a new candidate for president who's very <laughs> exciting to me keep going. who is it is it uh <laughs> the kennedy one oh, oh rfk i thought it was gonna RFK be it could have been a fun riff if it was uh what's the guy's name the indian guy i don't know ramaswari there's a guy named ramaswari running am i right oh i really hope i'm right
0: Anyway, keep going. Not worth it, but I was just looking at you and remembering
2: how funny you are. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, i got I, I went into the, into the program so young. I'd been in rehab since I was thirteen. My mom was sending me to rehab from like about a year into my drug use. I started using drugs when I was like twelve, and I'd been in and out of rehab and been forced to go to twelve step meetings and by the time I like really needed. He- discovered that i needed help i was 15 and walked into that monday night young people's meeting and said that i said in front of a group of people help me i need help i can't keep doing this i don't know how to stop i mean my whole thing was that like my primary identifier as a young person was that oh, my problem was not my problem my problem was you my problem was the adults surrounding me my problem was the oakland police department oakland right. public schools my right. mother my therapist and my family therapist my rehab counselor like and then one day i had this like sort of realization that it didn't make sense that every other person in the world was my problem and that maybe my problem was me the cliche yeah everything's if, if a cliche ever,
0: no but and all great stuff is cliche. Yeah. but like if if you hate everyone
2: the problem might be you they say in aa actually if nobody else measures up it might be time to check your yardstick right yeah. and and i had this realization like a like a bolt of lightning like I'm the problem. And it's actually my drinking and drug use that's the problem. By the so, way, that quote I'm still wow. The yardstick. It's a great quote. Well, AA is I'm going around being like, you stink. <laughs>
0: like way more than I want to.
2: Yeah, yeah, like, totally. Oh, you're not like in the and the it's like you're not a genius. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like, keep going. Oh. Well, anyway, I I realize like all I have to do with that realization, it's so simple. Mm. It's such a simple process. Like, I'm the problem. The drinking and the drugs are the problem. All I have to do is quit the drinking and the drugs. It's, it's like, so simple. And then I... Which is kind of addict mind, right? Uh, yeah, Very maybe. to black and white. To think, <clears throat> it's, to think that the problem really is that simple. Well, isn't it kind of like removing a tumor instead of changing lifestyle at all? Well, the analogy that I've actually heard, mm. um, which I, is, is actually in the book and I think is a pretty powerful one, um, is that... Sorry, we have to go to the mid-rolls. <laughs> Smart oh, mammals. <laughs> Wait,
0: what, what are some of his? <laughs> Black rifle coffee is the only one that gets you
1: alert
2: enough. <laughs> Ivermectin. It's been tested. It's been tried. Um I've the analogy this I've heard the, the analogy I've heard that's really good is that it, it's a lot like having a problem with your car. Um, you're driving along, you hear a noise, and you think that the problem is is the noise. You think that the problem is the noise, but so, but you just sort of ignore the noise, and you hope it'll get better, and then the noise becomes a grinding, and then the grinding becomes a clunk, and then it breaks. Yeah. And you think, oh, my God, this is the problem. And you take it to the mechanic, and the mechanic, the, what they do is they tell you they diagnose the problem. And the problem is 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 a busted transmission, the problem is is whatever the problem is, but that doesn't get you any closer to solving the problem. All it does is give you the knowledge and the information necessary that you would need in order to solve the problem. Like start
0: fixing the problem. I I thought you were gonna say this and it's clear you are saying this. I was waiting for the word symptom. It's like drinking isn't the drinking obviously is the problem. Now we're gonna talk abstractly. Drinking isn't the problem, it's the symptom.
2: But the symptom, it's, you know, is it, what's interesting about it is that the symptom becomes so loud and so pronounced and so diseased and so destructive and so painful that it is, it, it, it you couldn't even possibly see the underlying issues. Of course. Until but you. But
0: once you clean that up, then maybe you can, because, you know, how many sober people do I know, several, that like stop drinking but then start drinking 18 cans of Pepsi a day? Oh, 100%. Um, or, or cigarettes, or like, what's the cliche? Of, and uh, this is no, ju- this is judgment free. It's like, let's drink coffee, and we're, we're still gonna like, something's wrong. We're gonna
2: fix it with some other state, which makes total sense. That I completely pe- agree. And, and honestly, uh, the a di- healthier addiction. Right? Yes, yeah. the difference between being an active at- drug addict and alcoholic, and being somebody that's smoking two packs of cigarettes a day, is the difference between a person you can be around and a person you can't. Yeah. So. So I went into AA with that realization. I mean, rather, I, I had this big realization of this is, it's, this is it. I, I know the solution. The solution is to stop. And the, d- the next day when I went to my drug dealer's house, I went to his house and I told him, I'm done. Oh, yeah. I, went, I go, I'm done, buddy. Thank you. Before you said that, it was pretty funny. It's like, so I left the meeting. i met my drug dealer's house. No, no, no. <laughs> that, is, that is where we're going. So I went to his house. I said, goodbye, buddy. I'm out. I'm out of the game. This is it. I can't do this anymore. I'm done and i left and Can then I say
0: that's like going to the home page of like ugis
2: or whatever and to tell it you're out of <laughs> <point>. <laughs> to write to write customer service
0: i'm out of here and, they, <laughs> and you see all the thumbnails that incite every part of your brain that it is like right? that you're yeah. going to the candy shop to be like fuck you wonka and i don't mean chalamet
2: that ain't my wonka i, I, I prefer chalamet and rogan rogan is in i don't know you did a rogan riff on the lion king Oh, Seth Rogen. Yeah, I went to Joe. I, I, that's what I thought you were saying too when you first riffed it. Yeah, I thought Joe Rogan did did the Lion King. Rogan has been dethroned as the Lion King, or as the primary Rogan. You're saying he's
0: not the primary Rogan. I remember uh, a very funny comic, Mike Holmes, when we started together. I was like, "Who's going to be the Holmes?" Like,
2: I'm not. There's this is oh, who will be the primary Holmes? But I think we both were kind of like,
0: you know, you want to be
2: Chappelle or or you want to be right. And it sucks that you both got dethroned by Sup. Sup? Yeah. Sup, Holmes? Sup, Holmes. I would say I that's the primary.
0: You got me with like a nunya, nunya, <laughs> nunya business. <laughs> like you got me. Like you got me so hard. We both lost to sup. You both lost. So
2: you never a had, had a chance.
0: We, didn't, we weren't even close.
2: My drug dealer. Yep. I went and I, I told him I was done. And then the next day when I went to his house to buy a bag, he looked at me and he goes, what are you doing, man? He goes, you said yesterday you quit. Here you are again today. What, Like, what's wrong with you? You know, you've really got a problem. And as a drug dealer said this, when your drug dealer was he does, was fucking with you. No, he was serious. Wow. And when your drug dealer does an intervention on you, this is the time to seek help. And that is what I did. Truly funny. Wait, you didn't buy the bag. I bought the bag, and then I went to a meeting the next day. You're going to do the bag. Got to buy the
0: bag. I relate so hard because of my issues with food to the like, you're. One of my issues with food is, like, if you eat a piece of cake, it's like the seal is broken, which is the dumbest.
2: Oh, you've already started eating the cake. You you've might as well finish the cake. Failed,
0: but it's that black and white. It's like you're looking at the calendar, yeah. and this day is now xed. Yeah. And then you're like, well, if it's already X'd, if I'm already going to go to the meeting tomorrow, I'm already like, oh, I realize it's a new rock bottom. It's a new low point. You might as well do the thing. And that is not really... I can see it both ways. It's not how reality works, the r- rabbinical teaching, if not now, when, right? Mm-hmm. It's now. Just right. do it now. Well, one day at a time. Exactly. One moment at a time. And then, I know it's one day at a time. But then No, but
2: is... one moment at a time is 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 AA wisdom. They yeah, say if you can't make it for one day, make it for one hour. If you can't make it for one hour, make it for one second. Yeah. It is part of the wisdom yeah. of AA. Yeah, I love it. And some of the most profound wisdom in AA. To talk out the other side of my face there is
0: something interesting about just the way life is set up sun coming up sun going down us being up us going to sleep and i really sometimes that can hurt me meaning well this day is fucked i ate cake i might as well eat a whole pizza as well it can also help me i think this is the phenomenon of new year's we love like it's new year's day why does that work it's like it does though there's like a collective feeling in the air. I can just tell more people.
2: Well, it's exactly what you're saying about applying meaning where there is none. Exactly. Or maybe there is some and, and we've discovered it. I don't know. But I will say that like the rhythm of my life um, has become, you know, I'm not a particularly religious Jew, but I love Yom Kippur. And and I have this strange connection. What is that the dish with the little crispies? Wait, I can't even figure Yom out Kippur what. Yum Kippur is like they put the little. That's Yum Kippur. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's brought to you by Yum Kippur. <laughs>
0: Yum Kippur! Uh, yeah. Why doesn't Yum Kippur exist? We should create. Kate, who's renting this house does like care packages of wonderful challah and matzah ball and
2: all these. Yum Kippur! She should do a break the fast on Yum Kippur. Boom. Uh, Why do you love Yom Kippur? Well, because it is a an annual assessment of the things that have gone wrong. Like the idea, I told you about May His Name Be Blotted out of the Book of Life. That is the idea, that on that day, God is in heaven, almost literally with a quill going, Pete will make it because he has atoned. Moshe will not make it. because I obviously don't believe in that. But I do believe in but this. But it's
0: helpful as a symbol.
2: I don't even know if if I believe in any any of it. But I I do love the idea of an annual. I'm yes. cleansed. I'm done. And I and it's weirdly connected to to Burning Man for me because of the the way that. Oh, sorry, I spoiled one of the tiles.
0: Oh, would I have gotten it? I think I would have. That's clearly a wooden man.
2: So every year on Labor Day, I've been to Burning Man. Now. This was my 22nd year in a row. I went for the first time in 1996. I used to work there for 15 years. I worked up there and well into my comedy career where my agents and my other comedian friends were like, why the fuck are you taking a month off a year to go be like a psychedelic security guard up at Burning Man? Like I I was in a
0: sober burner as
2: a sober person, never having gotten high there. But I every year on Labor Day, they set the man on fire. And if it has any actual meaning to me, it's the, for me, I, this is going to sound so corny, but it, but it really does have meaning to me. Like, it is the beginning of my high holiday, period. I watch the man get set on fire. What that means to me, and it means whatever it means to however many people that are looking at it. If what it means to me is like, life is temporary. We are temporal. We are all a man about to catch fire. By the way, uh, who Terrence McKenna summarized, every
0: psychedelic, it doesn't matter how strong it is, the message is the same. It goes... Nothing lasts forever, right. That's the whole thing summarizes what, and we are in denial of that constantly. I think it's so funny that we're ice sculptures, basically, yeah, we're going around melting i've I've never talked about this, but sometimes when I'm falling asleep, I'm like, oh, I could do a short film where everybody has like a something like a dog collar like a metal like, almost like saw, yeah, and there's a spinning saw blade coming at you and it moves ever so slowly. The reason I don't do it is it's too dark and it's also too obvious. But if you saw someone going like buying a Ferrari and they have a saw blade and
2: they're test driving, it, uh-huh.
1: I'm like,
0: woohoo! <laughs> I'm like, that is the cosmic joke. It's like, and also Ferrari can be fun. I, I, my, I see it both ways.
2: My friend Jacob describes life as just being on- Jacob, Uh as Life as being on um, an airport sidewalk, moving sidewalk. And the, and, the, and the end of it is just the abyss. And yeah. we, we have that much time. Yeah. And so when I see the man at Burning Man get set on fire, to me, that's what it symbolizes. What yeah, Terrence McKenna said, what you said, the saw blade is in front of you. We are all a man uh, about to catch fire. And so what matters is, like, what are we doing in the meantime? And so I, I begin the process of like, of looking at my year past, how I want to live better, how I want to change. It's a change. prompt. It, it is a prompt. You.
0: And you need a big ass ritualistic... Sell group celebration prompt right, and we, we're running out of prompts. I completely get it.
2: And and America said when we got here, get rid of your prompts, leave them at Ellis Island. We, we're not doing prompts anymore. Yeah, and we don't and do prompts. And that is I in some ways like another theme of this book, which is. The 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 can lack you stop of mentioning the, I can't the lack of ritual I can the lack of ritual in this I'm
0: in, 100% JK subculture vulture available now
2: yes available now for Pre- your reading pleasure depending on when this book comes out available right now this episode what did I say book yeah I can't stop mentioning the book <laughs> but but it's about what sub what subculture uh, what subculture represents for us, yeah is in a world where you know you don't go to the town parade where they have the weird costumes that have been around since the Roman Empire and kill the bull and go to the and go to the bullfighting match, and we don't have that. Yeah. and so what we do, what we did. In our era, was we would find the universes that seduced us, right? For you, it was the church for a while. Then it was comedy for a while, and then it was psych- now it's psychedelics, and uh, and you've moved past that. It's like yeah. it's this sort of chance pinball slap of like what is life? And you look back only in in hindsight, in rearview uh, vision, do you see? Oh, I see the pattern. Like oh, I was supposed to start. Um, in Bible camp but then i was supposed to have my marriage dissolved which was going to ping me into c- comedy yeah. which was going to ping me into success which was going to push me into this uh, psychedelic world which is going to make me meet Val which is going to put you know it's yeah, like this yeah. whole you can't see it when you're moving but you can see it when you look back yeah. and yeah and part of i think the lament of, uh my lament is that and and i know and i i know my how lament? my lament so your book is Another title would be my, my lament, st- my struggle. Your struggle
0: yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> so just the the real subtitle is my struggle. Subculture vulture, Mein Kampf. Um, in, when it gets translated, it's going to be such a success. It's going to get translated into <laughs> now, Germany. Okay, in America, people think you wrote Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> <laughs>
0: in Germany, they're pretty sure that guy wrote Mein Kampf. That's the,
2: did you know that <laughs> the, the American author J.D. Salinger, is same guy, Adolf Hitler? Same guy. <laughs> Who are the phonies? They are the <laughs> Who are the Jews. the phonies? <laughs> oh my God! The phonies. We are not. We are not the phonies. We are the people. The Volk. Um. But, <laughs> but my 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 lament. You're so funny, Pete. It's hard to um. Uh, <laughs> Let's <laughs> stay in the sincere. No, stay in it. Stay in it. But my lament that I really is that and I, I again I'm I'm self conscious about this being like an old man shakes his fist at clouds type of memoir. But yeah. there is something about the pre internet era that we were raised in, which was that your path, your your hindsight path, it happened to you. Yeah. And it was chance. It was like the reason that I fell into drug addiction is because I had this incredibly painful childhood. Um, and not a lot of people have incredibly painful childhoods. But then I found the kids at the back of the portable at the, in Oakland Public Schools. And they happened to say, come here. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I happened to go shoplift a, a pack of Camel Wides. Um, and my friend happened to, to, he wasn't my friend at the time, happened to see me smoking one. And he happened to say, you seem cool, so right. come this way. Right. Come smoke cigarettes with us at the back right. of the school. And we happened to get high, and it happened to, suck, to be the, the, the balm that I needed to finally feel okay. Right. And that happened to be such a, 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 an intoxicating balm, uh, literally intoxicating, but also figuratively, that I lost control of it. And I happened to have this realization that happened to put me into an AA meeting where I raised my hand and asked for help. And I happened to go to, I happened to get bored enough in sobriety that it led me to the rave scene, which happened to lead me to Burning Man, which happened to, you know, lead me to uh, like who I am as a person. And I happened to be born into this Hasidic world, this Jewish world that was only a part of my life six weeks a year. And I happened to go to Israel on a semester abroad one year. And that semester happened to get cut short. Uh, because of, of the situation there, which is more tragic than ever. And I happened to go to New York City on uh, because I didn't have anywhere to go that semester. Hmm. And I happened to run into Chelsea, who I happened to go to Oakland Public Schools with. And she happened to say, wow. I'm doing stand-up now. And I happened to follow her to an open mic rather than mm. going to a rave that night. Mm. I happened to go, wow, I could try that too. And I happened to do an open mic. And it became my life. And then I happened to meet my, my uh, Natasha. And we happened to fall in love with each other and have a child yeah, and baby. give me this life. And you're and, looking at the manifestation your daughter do you say your daughter's name publicly we don't but you know
0: oh that's right that, i'm remembering that you don't yeah your daughter's life is like the material representation when you're saying that i've been thinking about this a lot lately it's like
2: plinko it, exactly you're Plinko, Plinkoing plinko down. or pinball is the reference that i that i yeah. always think of yeah and it feel and and i always say speaking of atheism if you are a believer in god or spirit or destiny it's Fuck, it's breathtaking mm. and if you are a, a materialist and you're you truly are an atheist and you believe in in nothing and randomness it's, it's equally well it's equally oh. breathtaking oh whoa, whoa, whoa. if randomness created that. your child yeah. if randomness created your life this beautiful life that you've got pete this beautiful life that's that right I've got, in my
0: alley uh, you're meaning you're kind of you can call it god or you can call it randomness and i'm like at this at the end of the day your experience of a Maybe not a reverence, but an observation of, you could call it chaos, yeah. absolute nothingness, ab- absolutely meaninglessness. And look at what it's doing. It's so strange and so wild and so miraculous, or whatever the word would be.
1: Yeah.
2: And I guess the asterisk always is well, I look back on my Plinko and my life is tragic. You know, I mean, I'm not trying to say that always destiny gives you this beautiful end result. I'm just, no. but. But all the pain that I walked through, all the pain that I experienced, it all is gr- grace. Grist for the mill. Grist for the mill. As my as my boy. Well, my he'd boy also said. say suffering is grace too. My my example is very
0: similar to yours, but it's you know it's a divorce, and I was like I I didn't want this. Uh, I think it's on the wall. I think it's Paula De Arce, But it's it's first comes the fall, then comes the recovery from the fall. Both are the grace of God. Yeah, which I know is religious sounding, and because it is, but it, but it's that kind of. Hindsight. But it's not even just because it turned out materially successful, and now you have a book, and now you have whatever. It's just what's happening. It's it's just all what's happening.
2: Well, it is, it is, and and in hindsight, you can only see that it happened, and, and you can only see it, the pattern, and you can choose to make meaning. It's just yeah. what we were talking about at the beginning. Yeah. You make meaning where there is none, or maybe where there is something that you discover. Right. But there's no way to see the meaning until you've done the thing. I mean, it's like that Chinese proverb. You know that Chinese proverb about maybe. Yeah, I love that maybe. Class- I tell maybe all the time. I'm sure you've... I'm about it. It it wouldn't be much of a you made it weird if you'd never maybe Yeah, you got a maybe. You got a maybe. I maybe
0: recently because um,
2: I forget what it was.
0: Well, without retelling the proverb, you can look it up, the maybe
2: or the perhaps proverb. There was a man of questionable descent in a (laughs) country filled with communists. Steven? Steven? Yes? Uh, It doesn't say of questionable descent. It's, It's just a man. Listen... I'm just doing my own interpretations. (laughs) I'm one of the great minds of the 20th century. (laughs) You think I don't understand a fucking proverb? You (laughs) You don't think it chaps my hide that this proverb with great wisdom comes from the same place where they're bootlegging DVDs of my own book? What the fuck, bro?
1: Racist Stephen, so I'm so glad to have you on the show.
2: Glad to, glad I to just be agree back, with brother.
1: <laughs> I
0: disagree with you. Glad to be back, brother. <laughs> the incriminating brother.
2: <laughs> no, 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 we're not brother. No, 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 <laughs> no. No, 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 <laughs> no.
0: I've been tripping out lately. I've been thinking about Plinko a lot lately. Because, you know, this is just going to sound however it's going to sound. It's okay. But... I am changing your life right now. I'm changing Katie's life. You're changing my life. And I know that sounds like, oh, lava lamp, let's smoke a joint. But like, obviously, it's the most obvious thing in the world that you came here, so geographically you've been changed, but the ideas that we share will inform your behavior. The way that you drive on the highway is changing the entire world. If you look at the ripples either you're being kind or you're being unkind the ripples of that we all have been cut off and you think about that guy and then maybe you're a little short with your partner or maybe you're frustrated and then you drink and then you or like you could even look at it more superficially and be like because you came here let's say we canceled the podcast and you fall off a cliff yeah and he's like oh he would have been you know what i'm saying that's the extreme but it's not paranoia you could also say because you did the podcast you didn't fall off the cliff like it's both yeah but it Thought experiments like that or, or, or looking at it that way really brings up the urgency of every ordinary activity that a smile to a stranger could stop an untold horror or, or, or could create one. You have, totally. to, you have to look at it both ways. You could be like, and now they think I'm a phony and that makes them angry. You, so you can't control it. That's paranoia. Paranoia is well I am changing the world with everything I'm doing and saying so I'm going to stay in my house. Well you staying in your house is also the choice. Right. Now you're not at the ice cream shop and you don't smile at the pregnant woman who could have saved
2: her life and she yeah. didn't go off the cliff. Right, completely. exactly.
0: But it's paranoia until you realize it's so like reality is so yeah.
2: that all your only choice is to surrender. And keep walking. And keep going on the on the thing. Because you're on the conveyor belt whether you're that's, moving or not. Right. Because it's moving underneath well, you. Well, the guy in the house with the, zzz, the, the, the saw blade coming. is still there. But then
0: when we talk about God looking out for us, I don't... That's not my belief i don't like i've had wonderful fortune and i can enjoy the sort of non-literal meaning i don't think it's the absolute truth of the absolute mystery i practice gratitude i get emotional thinking about what if i didn't meet val sliding door style and i'm not even saying stop doing that thank you for this parking spot or whatever it is i'm not saying that's stupid or a waste of time but i'm saying like all of it when we're talking about grist for the mill the bad, the good, right now, we are in eternity. We've applied the illusion of time to it, the The concept. It's a useful concept, but it's not, we're in this, and we're always and forever in this moment. So the only game that I see that's consistent is how much you remember yourself. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you have Ferraris or a mansion or even the wife and the child. It's like, and that's a real koan. It's like, who's luckier, who's better off? The guy, Job, who finds God through all the suffering, or the guy, what what breaks my heart more is when I go to some multi-billionaire's house and I see nothing getting through and I'm like it's just the ice cream enema every day and it's just a different way to jizz every day yeah and I'm like where is that where is that right now even when you're talking I only because I feel like you'll enjoy this and I'm going to give it to you it's like you don't have a life Moshe when you say my life I don't even know what you're talking about Uh, Sadhguru was talking about this some people say my life they mean their children some people mean their money some people mean their career some people mean their bodies whatever it is
2: but it's just a concept. Well But you are life. Well you know Because it's, it's right now. Yeah. I But I, drop the life. On that on that tip, one of the most profound things I realized or I heard in the pandemic and uh the you know, pandemic. You know that I don't believe much during. in that bullshit. But during the pandemic. What, it's what you're talking about. Yeah. This rabbi um was I saw some video just came into my algorithm and it really affected me. Uh it's it's what you're saying. Yeah. He's like, we here's the po- the positive of what just happened is what is happening. We all think of ourselves and our lives as the work we do, the people we see, the activities we engage in, what we achieve. yeah, and then something like this comes and it all shuts down and there's nothing, and yet we're still alive. We're still us. We still are in the world. we still Everything, have a life. It wasn't essential to you and it was taken away. And you you're still your you. Life was
0: I go and you're still there. That's why Garden of Eden. They're naked. Mm. They're not naked. They don't have ding dongs and and boobies. It's a. T- it's talking about you. You've yet to apply the story. The story right. of your clothes right. and your job and your thing. And the pandemic did take that away. And there were a lot of us. Tragedy noted. I'm not trying to be funny. All the right. loss. But there were quiet moments washing a dish, going like, "I am as much I am as I was when I yes. was." On Doing my way all to the some things.
2: hot meeting and some big acting job. I still am here. Ru- I still am.
0: Rupert Spira would say all of our striving and as a special guide trying to be special. Yeah. He would say you're trying to impose the qualities of your essence, which is eternal, expansive, perfect, infinite, gorgeous light. You're trying to push that into your story, and and it makes perfect sense. He's not saying stop it, but we're, we're trying to ag- aggrandize ourselves. Right to the qualities that our consciousness has.
2: And yeah, and like I, I I'm I'm when I was listening to you talk I had this feeling of like what are, the fuck are you saying? I, that, <laughs> I was going to interrupt the fuck with that are you that similar about? Riff. no, it is and I don't even know if what I'm about to say I believe, but it's like what I don't want to be, what 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 I consider to be a tragedy and I'm I I'm 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 thinking of this in real time so I I hope, I hope it makes sense. It's like what you're talking about I don't want to be a victim of just being pushed down the conveyor belt without even noticing the process the whole time. Uh, Many people, and me definitely at points in my life, certainly when I was young and trying to get sober, um, are unaware that they're even on the conveyor belt. They're just letting trauma and pain and misery push them down the line. And just like you said... Unconscious. Unconscious. I want to be able to, at some point on the journey... Uh, look down at the at the at the flame throwing chair that's pushing me towards the abyss and go, oh my god, I'm on a ride, uh, and and have some agency. I want to at certain points you in my life have some liberation. I want to be a pilot, not a passenger. Yeah,
0: pardon the interruption, weirdos. This episode is brought to us by our friends at Next Evo Naturals. You guys know the New Year is the perfect time to move on from things that just aren't working in your life, and with Next Evo Natural CBD products oil-based CBD can be one of those things that isn't working for you. Oil-based CBD doesn't mix well with our water-based bodies, so you absorb as little as 6% 6% of the CBD that is on the label. But NextEvo Naturals, you know I love CBD, but this is a company that really elevated it because they developed a clinically tested water-soluble form of CBD. Water-soluble, which means their gummies and capsules are proven to work faster and absorb four times better than oil-based products. So you need to go to NextEvo.com and use promo code WEIRD for 25% off any order or up to 60% off as a new subscriber. I love their stress gummies. It's mixing adaptogens and CBD and CBD that you can feel and feel quickly so you can get that dose just right. The ashwagandha in there lowers your stress. The CBD rounds it out and gives you a wonderful feeling of uh, well being. Try their strongest gummy ever is new the new extra strength daily wellness CBD gummies, which the customers love or for for the all-time bestsellers try my beloved stress or their sleep sleep cbd complex products find new ways to use cbd with a variety of convenient options including gummies capsules and dissolvable powders which i've been known to put in my smoothies because i love it Uh, Like I said, it gets into you four times better and you start feeling that absorption in about 10 minutes. So leave oil behind and start the year off with more effective and fast acting CBD from Next Evo Naturals. Get 25% off any order or up to 60% off as a new subscriber by using code WEIRD at nextevo NextEvo.com. That's 25% off your order or up to 60% off a new subscription at next EVO.com with promo code WEIRD. We're also brought to us by our friends at Ritual, the multivitamin and the probiotic that I take every single day. If supporting foundational health was a sport, you would want Ritual on your team. They made Essential for Men, a multivitamin that's based solely on science and designed to help fill common nutrient gaps in the diet with 10 key nutrients. I can speak anecdotally for me. I would get my blood work done at my physical every year. I had gaps. I took Ritual. It filled those gaps. According to the CDC, fewer men than women meet the minimum daily intake recommendations for fruits and vegetables, and men are more likely to overvalue exercise and undervalue nutrition. Well, stop it. Enter Ritual, a multivitamin specifically, scientifically developed to help men Fill those nutrient gaps in their diet. 10 key nutrients in two delayed, rela- de- sorry, delayed release capsules, which is key because I take it when I'm fasting and it doesn't upset my stomach. It even has a minty essence in every bottle that makes taking your multis actually enjoyable. It's rigorously tested and validated non-GMO vegan gluten and major allergen-free, certified B Corp, and made traceable so you know where these nutrients are coming from. They are the industry-leading sustainability standards. They're meeting the industry-leading sustainable standards. It's a wonderful company, and it is something that has absolutely helped my life. Essential for Men is a quality multivitamin from a company you can actually trust. Get 40% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com weird. This offer is only available through January 31st. Start Ritual or add Essential for Men to your subscription today. That's Ritual.com/weird for forty percent off. All right, everybody, back to Moshe. It's interesting. Even the the idea of being pushed down a conveyor belt is a story told in time,
2: of course, right?
0: And that, see, we haven't talked about this, but uh, you and I, I mean, but like, I had this very profound experience where I was, we were actually at a Rupert. Um, Spira event and we were eating lunch and I ate something and I just lodged here and I thought I was gonna choke and I was in that moment graced Mm -hmm. something I didn't want with the sort of inconvenient revelation that it's all just now and when you're dying when you think you're dying that's all that's happening meaning we think of our deaths as like third person like on TV like in a movie but when it's happening it's just happening so there was like a it's already overness to it
2: in the choking moment you felt after, grace after, after, after you considered it so i was so
0: it. scared and i was just sort of like ah, right. and i was like oh we have to go either thoughts like this are comforting or they're not but it's like your birth and your death happen in the same eternal now and they're happening kind of simultaneously and we're given this provisional thing but here we are like we can experience and talk about this right now where is when we met where is when they wrote Moshi Koshi was your name at the festival? Right. It's all gone. It's just this mm-hmm. and the just thisness can be very frightening to a species that's fascinated with taking pictures and proving the past, remembering the past. In fact, your trauma can even be a crutch to be like, I'm real, I'm real, I'm real And Ram Dass would say that too. He's like, I've been milking my my bad childhood for 40 years right because the true nightmare, and I'm going to put this to you too. When you have, so apart from meditation, psychedelics, contemplation, whatever it might be, spiritual things, breath work, they can put you into that now where you're like, holy fuck, it's only ever been here and now. I've never been anywhere but here and now. It doesn't matter if I go to Spain, I'm here. I go to outer space, I'm here. It's only one place. It's only one time. And and you feel the peace of that. Um, I, I lost my train of thought. I started thinking about Mars.
2: You already went to well. It's funny you say Mars because all this stuff that you're talking about with t- oh with time, sex. what sex? Will you remember what you're about to say? Maybe. Well, you're the guest. I'll we'll remember what I'm going to say. Well, I, it is that this concept that time began when existence began? This yeah. is not a new age concept. Yeah. This is a scientific materialist concept that at the Big Bang or whatever it was that started at the beginning of the of the universe. There, the question, what happened before the Big Bang, is a, is uh, according to theoretical physics, and not according to me. I'm not an expert on theoretical physics, but I interviewed on an old podcast that you did a few times, how Tall, Sean Carroll, uh, who is like a really. Un- you should definitely have him on your show. Really, he's amazing. Right. But but he 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 explained and and the, that time and space is the same thing. You know, we say time space. It's the same. Like yeah. if you point up or out or whatever space time they are not different things the rate of expansion of the universe and the concept of time it's the it is literally uh, in the in a, in physics the same concept so mm. existence and time it it is uh, i i think you're right an illusion but it it, it is also it's a concept yeah, it's a concept. And illusions the word...
0: have relative reality. Right. They're real, but they're not what they seem to be.
2: Yes, exactly, right? So yeah. that even that, like, even Mars actually does make sense because Mars is a part of the thing. And like, well, you're saying, what what's the difference? Like, I have a hard time not believing in time. I'm not really, it's just too, it's too out there for me to, to go like, you know, oh yeah, the moment that I was born and the moment that I died, those are the same moment really. But you can do a thing, even for a person that's like has a hard time with, new agey kind of ideas like that, you can do a thing where you, you know, you raise up on the timeline and you look, you know, the the difference between 80 years, 120 years, how long I'm going to live. Mm. If you go up far enough, you go up to Mars and beyond and look back down at the timeline and you go, that's essentially the same moment. Like, yeah. it's all kind of, there is no real space between my, my like, and I'm talking materially. Yeah, There's almost yeah. no difference between, a second and 80 years and 120 years right. on the timeline of a universe.
0: Well, okay, so I, I'm not, I feel like you trying to summarize Sean Carroll. So I'll try to summarize Rupert Spira. So he says it's very interesting that we think consciousness is a phenomenon that developed in a material body in order to experience something that was already happening, which was time and space. But he's like, it, the whole spiritual thing is kind of flipping that, saying consciousness is. And it creates things like the illusion of space, which is also an illusion, mm-hmm. meaning it's not what it seems to be. It does I, I understand that you're over here and I'm over here. And and time. But but it it's just a it's a reversal saying instead of thinking of consciousness as something that appeared in something that was already happening, it's like no consciousness was always just putting stuff into itself. And then sort of again. I, this can seem so obvious to me at times. I'm like, look at where we are in outer space, endless expansion, infinity. And that's us. Yeah. So it would make something that could hold it, hold it, you know, and reflect it. I, I feel like this is why it's so peaceful to look at the ocean. You're like, that's me, the waves of my feelings and the the eternalness. And this isn't as esoteric as it sounds. You close your eyes and you're like, where's the boundary? Right. Where does it end?
2: But and by the way, it's not even it. it does. It isn't esoteric, literally at all. When you think it's of the, the fact, least
0: hidden thing in the world, but it's also <laughs>
2: literally true. It's yeah. when you look at the ocean and you say, "That's me." It is you. Yeah. I mean, it is right. in this weird way, uh, or, and we're back I to materialism. Really you know, Earth when it was first created. If you believe this stuff, if you don't believe that it was created in seven days, but even if you do believe it was in, created in seven days, yeah. Earth was a lifeless rock. It was Tohu Vavohu. It was a chaos, It was darkness and void. Yeah. And then it became... Ex nihilo? I don't know what That's that is. That's Latin. Oh, Latin. I, I only know Tohu. Like... I'm a Tohu Vavohu boy. I'm I a, like I'm a that. Yum Kipper guy. And then Shekinah began. Shekina. Shakina, Shekina. Shekina.
0: Yeah. Shekina. Shekina. She, yeah. Shekina. Pizzeria Shekina. <laughs> <laughs> you, you want some yum
2: Kapoor Come over to Pizzeria, Pizzeria Shekina. Shekina. So, so the ocean is you. I mean, it is you. Well, you are literally li- made of the ocean, and the ocean is made of you. Well, this
0: is all... Okay, so that's material. And also, I, I hear what you're saying. I, you're coming at it from a scientific I'm saying place. it can be both. No, it is both. I, I'm completely in agreement with you. Rupert would say...
2: The only thing to seeing I keep thinking you're gonna say Murdoch. Every Murdoch. time you say the word Rupert, I'm well, like, he, You like you're an acolyte of Rupert Murdoch? When I don't even know You know who it is an acolyte of Rupert Murdoch. I don't know who that is. Rupert Murdoch, he's the the Sex owner Island? of Fox News.
0: Oh. So probably Sex Island. <laughs> yeah, he, might, he must
2: have gone.
1: <laughs> he must have,
2: that has been largely misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you're on a private jet doesn't mean you're partaking of the delicacies of an island. Sometimes you just want to go to an island and, like, sightsee. Like Moshe going to Burning Man <laughs> does <laughs> that's not mean, I mean he's doing ketamine.
0: <laughs> some of us just like the smell of sex. Yeah, <laughs> we, I just
2: like the cool, cool. You don't think you're the only one that likes to look at the ocean and think that's me. I do that, too. While Bill Clinton is having a menage and eight with 14-year-olds, I'm just chilling out, shooting some hoops. i'm just seeing the ball rolling down that is not okay where is steven he's on the basketball court again the guy loves hoops (laughs) okay
0: the only thing so rupert's model which i subscribe to or whatever i enjoy let's say
2: rupert's model was of age on the island say what rupert's model was of age on the island Rupert Murdoch. Rupert Murdoch's model. She was totally... Okay. She was 18. Thank you, non race This is now just motion. Yeah, I've done a lot of research into the Epstein list, and Rupert was actually cool. Oh, my God. The Epstein list. I don't even like hearing (laughs) that. (laughs) How did we go from time and space is the same thing as infinite reality, and the illusion of life is only, as you perceive it, to the Epstein list. Oh, God. Okay. So, the
0: ocean. What is it? We think... One way is saying is the ocean exists and consciousness is perceiving something that exists. It exists. The other model is saying only consciousness exists. And when we look at that we go, what is the ocean? What is the experience of ocean? Well it's seeing, and the only thing to seeing, this is Rupert Spira, is knowing. It's it's the part of you that knows I'm seeing the ocean, it's knowing. Smelling the salt, smell is is knowing, touching the water touching is knowing so it all happens inside of you so that that's kind of like a fun thing the other thing is and i've done this a million so i'll do it real quick but like distance people are time is is sometimes an easy one but distance being an illusion meaning i think this is the coolest thing in the world the feeling of this couch which is out there is experienced in the same place that i hear my thoughts it's the same spacious field and that's what we're talking about awareness 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 is like an empty room, and right now there's all these little dots popping up that I call a feeling. But it happens in the same place that the sound of a distant seagull also happens not just close to me, inside of me. Isn't that wild? I kind of don't understand. Well, I'm adding the story that that seagull is over there, because that's a very useful model. Yeah. I need that if I'm hunting seagull. Yeah, I'm not saying drop it. I'm saying, but the experience of something far away—that tree, or you, or or me, or or a feeling, or a thought—all happen. Saying close to me is not even close. It is me. You know, it's funny. It comes.
2: It keep. And I, I hold on. I'm going to snort some ketamine. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, now I get it. It keeps coming back to this like uh, linkage between LinkedIn. Uh, But my linkedin which if you go to my linkedin i've been working as a a guy at best buy for better part of 2008 since 2008 and the geek squad honestly was your idea that was my that was me i wrote the fibonacci sequence with my comp catcher in the rye and i created the geek squad
0: there's no idea more than geek squad that i'm gonna say millions of people were like I had that idea. <laughs> like a group of nerds that come and help you, help your mom with her VCR.
2: It was right there. Um, what was I saying? Uh, I have the other thing I was going to say. But time you, and space. Time and space, oh, the ocean. You're saying distance, time and space at the beginning of the universe, if you are a materialist, or even if you're not, is that the universe was... A single point. It was a, smaller than the smallest small. I mean, it right. was the densest thing. It was the death. If you held it in your hand, you would have just sunk to whatever the bottom of nothing forever. Right. But it was. We were touching. You were touching the ocean and meaning and Mars. The and, non-dual understanding of everything being one thing is sort of is not even sort of is backed by the idea. It's materially. Of it's it's materially. also materially true. Within that single point of the Big Bang contained all of the yeah. Contained energy. your
0: heartbreak. Your body. When you were in junior high, wishing you went to the dance, yes. and everyone
2: at that dance. And my daughter. And your daughter. And Natasha. And comedy. Yeah. And the, it was the trip there. to New York. And New York. And Chelsea. And open right. mics. And right. blah, blah, blah. All right. the way back until right. the first absolute pinpoint of reality. Right. right. And so we get to time. That was the first concept that was introduced to me in AA. Yes. Was... That idea, that idea of one day at a time, that was that incredibly laughably simplistic Mm. axiom, one day at a time, which almost feels insulting. But it's not.
0: One day at a time is stop looking at something that doesn't exist called Moshe or Moshe's life and just be in the moment.
2: 100%.
0: Because when you drop... I, I was my friend Noah Hoffeld wrote this great piece about being with Ramdas, and he was talking about his trauma, and they they did these exercises that really, for lack of a better, just to say it quickly, brought them just into the naked, yeah, now, and and Ramdas, not to be cute or dismissive, he was like, "Where's your trauma?" He was like, "Just we drag so many things with us, like Santa's sack of toys, the giant sack, and we're dragging it around, and this is." psychedelics and otherwise you just go like what are we doing you know what is a good otherwise is people who are dying they're like why am i not talking to my whatever and i understand there's times to cut people out of your life i'm not saying that right right in that clarity of like the naked potential of infinite moment this moment you you kind of go like i actually did ketamine and that was a big thing i was like the past doesn't exist that's funny you say that what are we doing you're We're dragging it. I go to meet you for lunch. And I, you're my beloved friend. I'm still, I have to do work to go. It's in A Course in Miracles. It's like no one sees anything. All they see is the past. Mm-hmm. All they see is the past. And it robs the moment of its
2: infinite potential to surprise you. Well, yeah. Well, I describe it as this um, trauma, as this, when you have a trauma occur, and this is also Plinko, this is the bad Plinko. This is dark plinko. The well, uh, price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is yes. The price is wrong, bitch. What happens to all of us? I have started to think this. I know this in AA, and I have started to think this about everyone. I know it's true with addicts. I know that it's, but I kind of think it's true with everybody. Is you have a trauma that occurs? I mean, even you. Who've done extensive work on self improvement, even you, even me, even Ramdas. Yeah, you have a trauma, and what you do is you you your little you know elves inside of your soul walk over and they with some mortar and some bricks and they 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 wall off the trauma, and you say we're not we won't go there anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're gonna go around there, which is fine if you have a few traumas, but if you have too many traumas, uh, it, too many things, you start to build these walls where your what you're was rigid. what was a what was a path was is now a labyrinth what was a a walk is now a a pincode it used to be ball. a
0: rotary you just go around it but now you get lost in it exactly yeah.
2: and then all of a sudden you're lost in the maze of your of your own life and you're being fueled by this trauma you don't even understand this is what i was saying i i was saying about i lost a friend this week to mm. addiction i'm so um, sorry and it's it's it, uh, re, re, really this week has been really hard in that particular way and i've been thinking about this a lot like when you meet an addict or an alcoholic you look from the outside uh and you and and i think this isn't just true with addiction this is true with like sort of everybody that you know that is fueled by their own trauma um you look at them and you go why don't it's so fucking obvious what you need to do like it's so simple do stop doing this behavior stop feeling sorry for yourself do this do that get a job whatever it is yeah it's so obvious and you're not wrong you're actually correct it is obvious and it is clear to you yeah because you're standing from the outside looking down at the labyrinth they're going just fucking take a right and then you're at the center of the maze Yeah, you're in the but, bird's eye view and from for them it's impossible they can't even see the maze because they're stuck in between yeah. the hedges that they've built
0: that was on the crown remember i haven't seen all of it and it's not a spoiler but die and her boyfriend what's his name
2: uh the i'm not gonna dody
0: dodie, dodie. Dodie! Dodie! Dodi. So Di and Dodie are in the hotel room, uh, and they're saying, like, your own problems are so obvious to other people. Right. And Val and I talk about this all the time, because she'll say, like with my, with my folks, why are you doing the same thing and expecting a different result? And at least, I, in that regard, I would call myself consciously unconscious, mm-hmm. meaning I'm still unconscious. But at least I'm going, I'm on this treadmill. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like, yeah. But the real goal is to be consciously conscious. But th- well, th-
2: and so when you have that labyrinth that you've built, AA, psychedelics, spiritual work. Is that what you're going to say? Ketamine? Did that make you think of something? Um, well, I was going to say that it is interesting that uh, there are a lot of studies that have been done about people that are dying. Yeah. They are literally physically dying and they're given uh, psilocybin mushroom yeah. e- um of, doses yeah. and they have this realization on the other end of unease and a comfort. I mean, I'm sure they're still of an ease. S- some ease. Yeah, but it sounded like you said unease. Uh no, no,
0: an ease, yes, yeah, correct.
2: Ease. They they come out the other end but with more comfort about their death.
0: This goes back to my point is the only game in town is 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 not even an understanding. It's not like an intellectual, like I understand philosophically what's going on. It's a recognition of what's happening. Right. The eternal nature of yourself, of reality, the illusory nature, the passing nature. That's what I'm saying. All psychedelics are just whispering. Don't don't look for it here. Don't look for it here. Don't try to even win it. Don't get me wrong, I'm loving this conversation. Right. I'll be in a good mood. It will fade. I did these shows in Tempe. Friday night two of the best shows of my career. Yeah. And afterwards, my face was tingling. And Matt, yeah. my my wonderful opener, he was buzzing. And I and look, I like enjoyment. <laughs> and I go, start the stopwatch. Like when it doesn't even make it back to the hotel with you.
2: Right. It did. It lasted till the next day. I was still in a great mood. But, but like Saturday early, you bombed pretty hard, I heard. Well, Matt, funny. Matt that- called me and told me.
0: It's funny, Saturday early was more what I would call normal shows. It was actually Sunday early, because it was Saturday, Sunday weekend. And then you go like, it's not in objective reality. What you're looking for isn't there. So these people take mushrooms. I can't presume. I can just say what's happened to me on mushrooms. And mushrooms say, this is all ending. But let me show you what doesn't end. Let me show you. And guess what? Good news, bad news. This is all sort of nonsense. This is written on running water. Yeah, or it's steam, whatever you want to say. But good news, that's not who you really are. That's the whole message.
2: Right, right, right. And I, I think that there's a corollary in this, in that kind of trauma work, too. It's like those, those walls that you built, they aren't actually you. They're not even your... I mean, I guess they're a part of you, but they're not your trauma, even. they're, but they're literally... not
0: essential to you. Right. To say your point, like your rabbi, not your rabbi, but the rabbi's point about the pandemic spirituality is about what can't be taken away
2: yeah yeah and
0: what you could even just look at that scientifically and say that would be the most interesting thing or the most important thing i can take away your identity i can take away your career all the things i don't even want to say them because it's so it's like yeah but it could and you'd still be there so what is that it reminds me your memory could go away right still be there
2: actually it's funny you say about memory I was uh, at New Year's. There was like a world-renowned happiness expert at the party I was at. She's like a professor of happiness. She's a psychology professor.
0: That's got to be a rough gig. Uh, well, because you're in your, you're just having a bad mood. Like you, you have a shit that you can't quite get out, and and you had the
2: wrong meal on the airplane. You just can't be in a bad mood. And now you have to go up and be like, No, I'm not even. <laughs> no, I'm not even kidding. We did a toast at the beginning of the meal, and we're like, to to any being a better year for all of us and she i'm not even kidding she goes yeah but we're probably going to be run by a dictatorship next year i was like you <laughs>
1: you're doing that <laughs> how,
2: how how sway <laughs> i mean i mean it was like well you can't do that you're the you're the you're the happiness but anyway what she said to me is that i said what's the most ha- happy what do you think the most happy animal in, is i say a dog because dolphin. okay i'm gonna I'm a say no on dolphin I've never seen a dog prancing in the waves with 12 friends. Well, yes, those are nice moments. But, <laughs> but, oh, problem- you saw the cove. The- <laughs> oh. But, but, uh, dolphins have to find fish. They got to find that herring. Yeah, a but dog? They have a group in the secret language. No, they definitely seem and like they team up with other no, animals. With- within the group, I would say, uh, of all animals. I'm
0: going to go with you now because i see what you're saying dogs have a great system yeah i sometimes look at this do- my own dog and i'm like who were you before that you
2: get to be not just a dog but like a well-off dog i mean imagine <laughs> yes yes like who's the person you worship that like ramdas or, or or rupert yeah right i'm not saying you worship him or val or what well, whoever you love just the most yeah and you're just like wow this is like the king Imagine you're just every day. Rupert Ramdas comes over, he gives, kisses you on the forehead, he gives you a be- delicious meal, he plays with you for a yes. while. He's like, "I love you, man. I love you," and cuddles with you. And then he's like, "I'm actually feeding you as well. All your material needs are met by me." Get and, up on my couch. And come on up on Ramdas's yes. couch. Come on, we're gonna play. And and you don't and and by the way, and I have an understanding that he's special. Oh yeah, and also you yeah. don't ever think you, you're not smart enough to think does Ramdas really like me? I'm going to die someday, aren't I? You're just in the eternal bliss of just like getting...
0: Well, this is Eckhart Tolle. He says, the animal kingdom is a great key to us because have you ever watched an animal die? Like, I watched my cat dying and they're they're not panicking in the way that, that we do. Right. They're like, yeah, leaves fall from trees, they decompose and they become trees. Like, this... Why wouldn't this happen? But they're not even thinking... They're they're not thinking any of that, of course. I know. But they're just like, oh, my heart's stopping. But the It pro- <laughs> <laughs> seems like things are <clears throat> slowing down a bit. But they don't go... Meow, 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 meow. They're not doing that.
2: But the problem with the animal kingdom is 90% of their life in the wild is just like this acquisition of food. Yeah. So that so seems dog.
0: hard. Yeah, the dog.
2: So, so I'm thinking dog. But anyway, you're thinking dolphin. I like that because dolphins surf and that is my happy place. Yeah. So, but I, I said that to her. What's the most happy uh animal and she thought about it for a while she goes demented people people with dementia yeah she said they're pretty happy not when they realize they have dementia <laughs> yeah but when they get into the zone where they no longer remember they had dementia those people report a very very happy th- well memory is creating all the all the suffering. sad sure
0: yeah it's a side guru thing it's like our faculties <laughs> that make us incredible memory and imagination yeah that is what separates us as a species. It's it's all this human potential is linked to memory and imagination, and memory and imagination are also. It's a double edged sword. That's
2: really interesting. Have you read *Sapiens*? I have it in every form you can possibly have. I haven't read it yet. I haven't. Read it's it yet. great. I love it. Uh, and what he says is what makes us us. And I don't think it contradicts what you're saying. I just maybe it adds a new widget, or maybe they're contained within memory and imagination. Is that what makes the human being the most exceptionally successful organism of all time? um, Is our ability to tell stories, to create mutual myths. Uh, And in the animal kingdom, you are incapable of spreading your uh I pod yeah, yeah past your tribe right because yeah. at, at a certain point you come to a group of dolphins or chimpanzees and you're like who the fuck are you this is our I, territory I, fuck you we say i'm an american and then oh i meet an american in new york and then we go oh we're both americans i'm a jew oh we're both jews yeah. I, i'm a yeah. comedian we right. create these mythologies and then, and we live inside of them, and it allows us to create webs of connection that then yeah. allow us to cooperate and make Similar farms. Similar to
0: like mushrooms and the interconnectivity of the forest. We're doing it with ideas. It, it, exactly. Yeah. And it allows us to cooperate, for better or for worse. Don't right? you, kinda, you just made me realize, I, I haven't been to a McDonald's in 20 or more years, but when I see the golden arches,
2: it kind of makes me smile. Oh, advertisement is... is Exactly capitalizing on that about. on that very myth, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, exactly. Are like, you,
0: and when they talk about it, the colors of McDonald's and the and the values of McDonald's, it is like another ideology.
2: Oh, it is. There have you? Um, there is. Uh, yeah. Have you watched Adam Curtis documentaries? They're 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 fantastic. And uh, hyper normalization is is one. And uh, and uh, oh gosh, I'm going to forget now that I'm trying to reference it. The one that is about. Um, that is about advertisement, uh, but it is Adam Curtis. But in it, he describes how advertised, modern advertisement began to understand the concept of the subconscious yeah. in order to get people to cooperate with the desire of the market. And one thing in particular, that one of the case studies he cites is that women used to not smoke. Women weren't smokers because... Virginia Slims? Be, well... Cigarettes going, were for me, cigarettes were for men, yeah, right? They, they they looked like cowboys and they're and, little dicks and some I mean, Freud was little on something. dick, sure. Got and, your little dick,
0: fire, it, death, testosterone.
2: And somebody looked and said, "Wait, half of people are women. We're yeah. missing out on yeah. all, all this." So all they started to do was think, "How could women smoke?" And then began things like Virginia Slims. You've come and, a long way, baby. You've come the a long way, baby. Woman,
0: you have a jo- well. When they do that, when advertisers do that, it's like, what does your advert What does your customer look like? and that's the first step is they're like well she's independent right she's successful she's driven she has it all and she can t- and she's thin by the way right virginia slim oh slims. it's a- it's
2: as- aspirational it's they're like a person they're not gonna give the it's a- women the th-
0: camel wides as right, you said earlier right. is for men the wide ass I dick. wanna
2: be yeah big dick big big, dick, bu- big, big muscles. Bu- bulging muscles virginia slim so they basically paratroop into your myth- shared mythology. You know, this is an interloper that you don't even know has arrived. Oh, I am woman. Yeah. Woman means something. Yeah. Boom. All of a sudden, you've got this mole that says, you know what women do? Yeah. Women smoke Virginia Slims. Yeah. And it's like super powerful psychological magic. Yes. Uh, that we're all sort of being manipulated by now. And m- 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 of course. more so now than ever in our algorithms. And this is, like I said, this is my lament is that uh, this is my struggle is that life used to feel more magically accidental yeah. and it used to feel more like Plinko. And now it feels more like you're on a water slide or that, you're be, there's a feeding tube. Yes.
0: When, when we talk about the Plinko of me, okay, I'm going to sound like an old man shaking his fist yeah. at the crowd. So Richard Rohr's definition of evil is anything that lies about the fundamental nature of reality. Okay. It's a very loose definition but is there anything with that definition more evil than just like social media and when when the algorithm gets you and starts feeding you and it's not accidental, it's not just the, the, the cliche of the 60s. I I, I probably, you know, uh, idolize the 60s too much, but like you go to a happening and you meet somebody and there's a book on a shelf and all of these weird synchronicities. Now there really is math and data being crunched. I see, We all see it, you know, I click on the wrong guy. Or I'm not saying the wrong guy, I'm just saying like a different kind of guy on YouTube. You know I started eating meat and part of it is is YouTube.
2: Uh-huh. That's right.
0: fucking nuts. And I say that without shame but with humility, meaning I'm like we are receiving information, authority figures and things are shifting who we are and when I let these sort of like circus, you know those balls like MTV news uh-huh. That have all the letters yeah, on it. Yeah. It's just like a-, a Borg-like
2: metal of everything, and it just starts. Well, and like, of course, it changes me. Well, that's this, and this part. What might be the scariest part is it's actually not malignant. It's yeah. random. It's it it's it's on no, its own. It doesn't. Know. It's also like here's a speed running video. Yes, it doesn't. Have it's have an on agenda. its own mathematical kind of thing, and we are being served.
0: It, it will like you no matter what that's as right. long as you're seeing the ads.
2: That's right. And you will you will slide down the ideological mudslide without even knowing you're going downward.
0: That's exactly what I'm saying. And and I we don't have to talk about me. I just was like isn't that interesting that I think of myself as a thing and I'm like but look. And that's why it helps me a little bit with compassion. I've tried to make this point before, but if you and I lived you could use the ancient Greeks, everybody's bisexual, it seems, everybody's different values. You you would have done those values. Right, right. In the same way if you and I lived in, I don't want to say a place, we would own a gun. Mm-hmm. Or we would we would hunt. If everyone I knew did this or did that, or you could say the other way just as easily, if the entire world was vegan and killing an animal was just like murdering somebody, we'd all be vegan. You know what I mean? Well, like, then
2: how do you account for um, the abolition movement? How do we account for people that buck the uh the what we perceive uh, as Im- immoral? Yeah. Uh no, you, uh no, you're mores right. of our of you're our time right. to become revolutionaries. Like that's an interesting question. You know, I always think like, oh, I would be if I lived in the South in uh in in the time of slavery, I would have been an abolitionist. I have no idea what what would have well, stirred my soul to be righteous or to be complicit in such right, evil.
0: Right. No, I can com- I, I completely agree. And there are these outlying movements, and that's uniquely human. I think about again, Terrence McKenna he goes find the others. It's like you're on this conveyor belt, he uses the conveyor belt image too. And it's like you go to school, you go to university, you get a, a wife, you get a or a husband, and you get a job, you have kids, and then you die. And there's this image of like the people that jump off the conveyor belt and start running outside and there's like uh-huh. a searchlight finding them. Uh-huh. And it's like, that's a pretty good image of like what's what's going on. Yeah, Obviously what I'm doing is I'm not that iconoclastic and I'm not that of an outlier externally. And you know, honestly, I, I haven't even put this together out loud, but it's like, it's because I don't want the trouble. I, I want everything to be as even as I can so that inside it can be as uneven, as Uh as wild and crazy as I want to be inside. You're saying that your external...
2: It's like why life and poly? trappings.
0: Why not be Polly? Yeah, I completely understand you. Right. I don't want fifteen girlfriends. Yeah, yeah. Because that becomes my life. It's like putting my finger in the in the in the wall with the leaks. I'm like, I don't want to spend my time negotiating uh-huh. the politics of fifteen girlfriends. Even if I can understand how like cosmically that would make sense or whatever. I'm like, I like paying taxes. Doing shows, paying my bills, having a child, I being a dad, being a husband. But that seems so square. But I'm like, do you know how much time that frees me up? I don't want to be in the rave scene and and oh, now I got to... Fu- it's like Louis, scandal noted, Louis has that great joke about... Anderson. Louis Anderson. Scandal noted. <laughs> Louis CK has the joke about like, I don't want to smoke pot because I don't want another thing. Uh-huh. Like, I, I, you're leaving the house. Keys, wallet, phone, vape. It's like, so Like, I just funny. don't want another fucking thing. I'm at and th- that's how I feel about almost everything. I'm like, that's just another... Even sometimes people. I'm like, look, I love people. I like even meeting new people. But at a certain point, you're like, I don't want another person to reply to your texts. Uh-huh. I'm trying to yeah. clean it up.
2: <laughs> even even people. I don't want, yeah, I don't yeah.
0: want four, 50 friends.
2: It's funny. I'm the opposite end of that. Not the friend thing of Louis' bit. Scandal noted uh is that i you know i'm still uh on nicotine i'm
0: chewing it right and now and i
2: know a big part of why i don't want to give it up cuz you do want a thing i want one thing i don't want no things moshi koshi i don't want zero things
0: i have gone off nicotine yeah and i've gone off coffee and then i was like i'm not there yet meaning i go to bed Norman Lear said this morning. He was on the podcast. He's like, "I go to bed with the taste of tomorrow's coffee in my mouth, and I go to bed. I have my coffee a couple hours after I've been up, and then I have my first nicotine after my first meal. So, but I love going like uh, there's a, a little thing coming. Oh yeah, it's just and and it's it goes back to the addict. It's like you want to you want to be addicted to something. Well, here's something benign you can be addicted.
2: to. Well, that is that that idea of of that I think Alan Carr talks about in how to stop smoking that like I I've never read it, oh, and that's why I'm still how to stop smoking the easy way. yeah, I, I've never read it, and that's why I'm still on these nicotine pods. but the idea is but it wouldn't
0: you, you didn't listen how to, to stop the, sucking you wouldn't listen
2: you didn't listen to the NPR about that I did hear it, and it was very funny to me. but you know what those kind by the way, because I,
0: the data has changed because there's this whole I, smokeless totally. nicotine like I, life hack group. And that book, which is great, and has helped so many people, it's whole premise is like, you're getting nothing from this. And they're like, but nicotine- But you
2: are getting something from it. Shoots your dopamine this is, and all these things. This comes back to a point that I was trying to make earlier in our conversation that I wanna make sure I, 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 fall, I double back on, which is I wrote this whole story about my time in AA, and it was the big, it was by far, it was my church for you. you. mean in Subculture of That's correct, available right now from Possibly? Random House. Um question mark. Um, it was my my church for you. It was uh, it it was yeah. my defining young life. Oh yeah, life, let's finish like, this thought. And and then I had a very slow. And it, I mean, I cannot give to you pete like when it comes to judaism which is also one of the sections in the book judaism i am a i carry judaism uh with such a uh loose garment kind of relationship with it i love it but it doesn't i don't feel guilty when i don't do it i don't it's just like it's ease and i because i've never had the experience of being a fundamentalist and when it came to aa i did have the experience of being a fundamentalist it wasn't so much fire and brimstone, but it was definitely fundamentalism. This is all true. And one day, you know, 20 years into it or something, I started to go, I don't know if I, I don't know how much of this feels true to me anymore. I was 15 years old. I'm a permanent, unchangeable alcoholic, hardcore, no matter what, for me to drink is to die. That doesn't feel, that doesn't feel intellectually honest to say i know that for sure at 30 years old everything else about me when i was 15 is fundamentally and wildly different but i know this one thing about me is permanent all this stuff yeah. Yeah. this little thread and it's what you, we were talking about at the beginning this idea that maybe i need to move past this fundamentalism which yeah. gave me this r- when i did the spiritual work about that i i'll tell a, a short it's scary what it was very scary, and I didn't even see it coming. What happened was Is I was about what's that? Yeah, I was about 15 years sober, and I was very stuck in judgment. I was the king of young people's AA in in, in the Bay Area. I was the the guy, and I was the sheriff. I would come to you, and I would go, Pete. You know, we don't do that here, or whatever. You know, yeah, like yeah, that was yeah. my thing, and I started very to... similar to church. Yes. Right, and I, the
0: new convert and the young convert. Oh, the new convert. Nothing worse celebrity. than the new convert. N- nothing worse on than fire.
2: The- oh, just the worst. Yeah. Two years in. Yeah. Two years in Burning Man, AA. I'm sure church, Judaism. Two years in. Let's not talk for another six years. Come on back to me when you have some doubts. Right. So good. So I, this my best friend, who I'd grown up with since I was twelve. The first, the guy that said, "Hey, are those camel? Why you want to come get high with me?" Mm. He had gotten sober. And we had been sober together we I'd known this guy since I was twelve. I went I mean, everything I did I did with him. And he'd been dating this girl. Um Brent Weinbach. And it was not Brent Weinbach. This is an older friend than that. And he'd been yeah. dating this girl who was nine months sober. Mm. Um, and that's against Sheriff Moshe's rules of how to uh, operate. not to date another another a young a person that's not sober for a year. That's that's uh, hardcore against the rules. Yeah. And he'd been dating her for six months. Now she was a year and two change sober, and I found out. Mm. and i said why didn't you tell me you were dating somebody yes and he goes well i was afraid of what you would say buddy guess who's hard relating yeah a
0: friend of mine um they they terminated a pregnancy and i was like why didn't you that must have been so emotionally you know wrought and i'm your friend he's like i didn't want you to judge me yeah i
2: was like (laughs) the worst yeah. Like, a, like a, a, a tumbleweed rolling through your labyrinth. Exactly. And I said, I had this like moment, just what you, that face, that was, that was, I go, oh my God, my adherence to this thing that I think is bringing meaning to people is actually causing the people that I know. love to right. not ever get close to me right, because right. they're scared of me. Right. So I went to this new AA sponsor guy and I said, I want help he was a much more of a weirdo, uh, mm. like uh, kind of Jungian. He wasn't old school conservative AA. Mm. And I kind of maybe a raw bellished person within the framework of the analogy we're making church to church, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I went to, because I had before that been like, apc pastor doing dabs for christ you know like mm. like cool on the outside but like fire and brimstone on the inside yeah. the message was hard the outfit was uh user friendly yeah, 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 yeah and i and then i went to a person who was really soft mm. and i said help me become softer i don't know what to do my judgment is pushing people away and he said to me what would it be like and this is a long time ago but he said to me what would it be like if you stopped commenting on other people's behavior altogether and I'm not kidding, Pete, I had a physical reaction. Mm. Like, I, like it was like, people will die. Like, if I'm not there, if the sheriff isn't there, the, the world will fall apart into anarchy. Well, people will, I, I, like, I was, I physically was panicking. And so I started this process with him. It's
0: a great uh, B.J. Novak joke where he goes, sometimes I'm on an airplane and I turn to my, the guy next to me. It's totally fake. Obviously, and he just goes, "Do you think I can crash this plane just by thinking about it?" <laughs> <laughs> and I think about that joke all the time because that's how we are. Yeah,
2: we think we're keeping the plane up. We hundred percent. Yeah, it is all illusion, but we, you know, human human greatness and stuff is real, and it does affect people. But I'm not responsible for mm-hmm. everyone's well being. But I didn't know that, so I started this process of um, I'm going to stop. And here's how it would work. Here's how the process would work for a while i would see something wrong in a meeting i would go to say it i would look over at my soft sponsor who would like shake his head across the room at me no i would bite it back and i would go fucking he's di- he's dead okay well he's not he's dead fuck him you know it's like he's dead he'll die and i that that's his problem a little while would go they uh, don't die uh, well i didn't yes i uh, time goes on and i would see the behavior I would judge the behavior. I'd think he's gonna die, but it wouldn't fight its way out. Oh, I, I wouldn't beat it back, and I would just stay silent and go, "That's on you, buddy. You are a dead man walking." But I'm not saying nothing. And a little while would go by. Would a little while went on, and I and I would look at the behavior, and I I not only wouldn't, I, not only would I not have to fight it back. I realized I didn't think it was wrong anymore. Mm-hmm. That that I, it was no longer. I had somehow shifted my reality so much that the thing that was a sin, it just felt like eh, grist for the mill, right? Mm. And and that was like freeing. Like Like, a
0: parent, like you know, unnamed child is going to have hard times and you're going to know, like, I know your first partner seems like this, that you want to explain it to them, but you're like touch the stove it's like a touch the stove
2: exactly it's not even a sin anymore it's just what you're doing and it has nothing to do with me uh my soft sponsor describes it as going from isn't that awful to isn't that interesting Mm. and that was the sort of the shift that i had had Mm. and that was awesome that was so freeing i was in a bondage that i couldn't feel because i had fashioned the chains yeah and then when i loosed the chains i was like light and free But something odd happened as a result of loosing the chains. Modern mammals is the best shimp at the sports center. (laughs) But something happened, which is that by taking away one of the fundamentals of this uh, expansive quilt that I had knitted of truth, it became this little thread that I started to tug on. And I was free, and I was feeling freedom and good, and then all of a sudden, the thread became a bigger and bigger hole in the reality that I thought that I understood. The problem with fundamentalism is that if some of it isn't true anymore, it's possible that none of it's true. Mm. And that was the space that I found myself in. It took many years of me slowly coming to this realization that the 12 steps, I I love them, and I still live my life by the principles that I found in there. Judaism has six hundred and thirteen spiritual laws. There are laws governing every single every single behavior. When you go to the bathroom, you come out, you say a blessing. When you cut bread, you say you eat bread, you say a blessing. When you see I mean everything. And I think it's a very powerful and beautiful system, but it's too complex for me.
0: Twelve. It's not very chill.
2: It is not chill. No one has ever accused my people of being chill. That is not one of our primary.
0: uh, Blessing that bread slicing. (laughs) Chill. That's
2: very very chill.
0: Christians have that too. I'm going to cast the demon out of this chair before I sit down. Uh huh. We have that. Uh, Interesting. That does sound chill. That's very. I did it. I didn't do it to your chair.
2: Sorry. Oh, it's here. Oh no. You invited the demon to 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 speak to you today. Going to that chair. (laughs) So I. So I had this really slow motion, and I real—I describe it in the book as it felt very similar to what I imagine it would be like to be an elder in a church and realize one day that you don't believe in God anymore, mm. and you go, what do I do? i am I'm terrified. If I tell the truth about myself... Your whole life goes away. It all goes away. And not only does my physical life, my wife, my friends, my church leave me, but I have to admit the reality, which is really scary and chaotic, which is inside of this belief system, things are very orderly. Yeah. And, and I really have the answers and, and I don't think I have the answers anymore.
0: Well, you were, you were you were in the Garden of Gethsemane.
2: You were going, I'm about to be crucified. Interesting. And you're like, there's nothing
0: I can do. And right. Isn't that why that's such a powerful symbol? That's exactly. Your friends sell you out. It's like, I remember seeing this video, boy, it was a long time ago, but he was like, my meditation practice is I'm on a river going towards God and on the shore is everything in my life, and I'm just waving goodbye to it. Mm. And I, I saw that way before I was ready to even think about that. Yeah. And I was like, that is what it is. It's like none of it comes with you. And then ultimately, Moshe's on the shore, too. Yeah. Isn't that wild? So yes. you're doing something very sacred.
2: You're very reminding beautiful. me of this guy, this guy, Lord, who is a just a, a true one-of-a-kind person in AA, in the Bay Area, covered in... Te- he looked like Skeletor. Bay Face... A? Yes, in BA, covered covered in, in skeleton tattoos on his face, like one of the most intense looking guys ever. And he used to say, there came a certain point in my life in recovery where I had to stop backing away from a bottle and turn around and start walking toward God. Mm. And that to me was the choice, it was like, I was so scared of what it would mean to let go of my identity as a person in this uh, universe, not only because... It, there's messaging in the program that if you go away, you're you're going to drink again, and if you drink again, to drink is to die, and that you will be miserable. If you if you stay sober, you'll be a dry drunk and be a miserable person. Not only that, uh, but also because my friends would judge me and my identity would be gone. And the thing that I said, I am a you know I'm a woman, I am a Christian, I am an American, I am a mm-hmm, Jew. Mm-hmm. I if I let go of that, what am I? Mm. And I couldn't let fear determine that large of a decision, and so I made this very slow extraction. Um, it's so, so, I'm not trying, I'm not,
0: I'm decidedly not saying AA is a cult. So nobody put that in my face. I'm saying there's a similarity. If you leave the cult, you'll become, I just watched a great cult documentary. But is that sort of like, don't leave, don't leave, don't leave. It's and, one of the hardest things in the world.
2: And so, so when I was writing, exactly, when I was writing this book, I felt a real self-consciousness because not only do I have some thought conditioning, but I also truly believe that for a lot of people, 12 Steps and AA are powerful medicine, powerful medicine that can help them, that really works. I really do think that it works Mm. for people. I used to think it was the only thing that would work for people. Mm. But I know that it does work for people. It worked for me. It saved my life. And I'm still living my life according to the principles that I lived in it. But I was really scared that by writing this book and describing in frank terms, Subculture Vulture Available Now Random House, Describing in frank terms what happened to me and, and where I'm at now, that I would be putting people who read it at risk of, you know, unraveling their own quilt. Yeah. And then I had to realize, just like I'm not responsible for people in the meeting behaving correctly, I'm also not responsible for somebody else's, like, sobriety no, journey. Like, I'm just talking about my own But thing it's fierce. Here. You're just acknowledging that it, what you've written is fierce. I guess fierce so. doesn't mean bad. Yeah. When I...
0: I love A Course in Miracles and I read I'm like, this is like heavy metal. This Uh is like really not gentle at all. Interesting. And you're doing something fierce, but that's really powerful. So a couple things came up in Breathing Underwater, Richard Rohr's book about the 12 steps that I love. He says, we're all addicts. We're addicted to our own way of thinking. I love that. And so he's like, I don't care if you're an alcoholic. The 12 steps apply to you. And here you are saying, here's a way of thinking that maybe became an addiction just for you.
2: Yes, 100%. And
0: then the Ram Dass thing that he used to get in trouble for um, not in the way that we say trouble now, like canceled and all big scandal. He just means people didn't like it, <laughs> you know, in the old days. Uh-huh. When, <laughs> oh, when people just say, not like an idea and like challenge that. it? Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. But wouldn't, you know, cut off his face. Um, but he, and I quote it all the time, but he's like, you don't want to be Jewish. You want to be free. You don't want to be in the program. You want to be free. You don't even want to be sober. You want to be free. Yeah. And I don't want to be a Christian. I don't want to be this. I don't want to be, you want to be free. Yeah. So maybe you'll enjoy this. He also says all methods are traps. So AA is a method, but so is everything beautiful and wonderful. Right. And he goes, and the last step is to destroy the the method. Yeah. And Ramana Maharshi says that too. He's like the method. It, let's take AA out of it. Let's say it's Christianity. You're stoking the fire of your being, and you're using the method to get the fire bigger. Yeah. And he goes, and the last step is when you're making fire, you throw the stick you've been poking it in into the fire meaning it all has to go that's what i mean by fierce but what you're saying to me i haven't read it yet but like that sounds very in line with these fierce ideas that let's be honest people don't like nobody on the you're like a guy on the fourth of july saying america doesn't exist like Mm -hmm. look at it or or we're
2: founded in sin
0: or even worse you could do that but like it's even more extreme to say like you know when you drive between states there's no line
2: you're right. like it's just an idea like wake up so that is and I that is when we get to the to the lament like yes I agree with everything that you're saying and a big part of this of this book is me in these worlds traveling through these I do each segment is a history is a comedic history of the, the, the it's not just a memoir it's also a history um, Oakland Judaism I, yeah, the A's hat. I never quite understood what it's doing in there, but yes, it's Judaism. I like it because you're about to put on your hats, like you put on your yes, throwing one hat off and, and putting then, on another, which oh. is what I did. Which is what I did. I, you know, as you know, I would my 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 summer vacation was flying from Oakland, where I was an, a secular Oakland public school kid with no religious life whatsoever, and throwing off my A's cap and putting on a yarmulke and pretending to be a Hasidic Jew for six weeks a year. Yeah, all the most interesting people are those double live motherfuckers. I mean, you know, you say about you know judaism and oh i i envy you for this identity and blah 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 but the truth is my identity is both profoundly more jewish than probably almost any of the jews you know and profoundly less jewish than all of the jews you know because i only did a hyper chart i was like um waterboarded um, uh pre-war judaism six weeks a year and then i would come home and be a regular kid so i i couldn't read hebrew but i Uh, did know how to greet you in Yiddish. Like, I I mean, there's a story in the book when I couldn't read Hebrew and it was coming up on my bar mitzvah. And uh, I couldn't read Hebrew. I mean, yeah. he- I couldn't read the alphabet. You're supposed to be reading the Torah. Everybody in the neighborhood spoke Yiddish as a first language. I didn't know the Hebrew alphabet. Mm. And this local rabbi in, uh, on my summer vacation, Rabbi Meisels, uh, very nice guy, he said to my dad, he could see I was struggling, and he said to my dad, like, give him to me, and I'll teach him Hebrew. And this was like in the early 90s, uh, where you could, you know, ask for some alone time with a child, they'd be handed over, no questions asked, right? So I went to his house. And every week, I would do the alphabet with the ABCs with the local community. It's like a Talmudic scholar mm. teaching me the ABCs. It's like Alan Turing teaching you the times tables. Like yeah. That's the level of, of, of... And it was very kind. Yeah, it is kind. And compassionate of him. And I was struggling. I couldn't Too do it. Too bad you were wasting <laughs> it on such a stupid language. <laughs> Wait, is that... Is that <laughs> a broken and useless, pointless How did language? you become a keyboard Elf? Too bad you were, wasting it as such a useless language. Let's go make some yell fudge. (laughs) (laughs) Or as they call
0: it in the Hispanic community, the fudge.
2: The fudge. (laughs) So I'm sitting there being taught the ABCs by this guy in prep for my bar mitzvah. I'm like, I don't know, 11 years old. And he can see I'm struggling. And he goes, he goes, don't worry, don't worry. Hold on, hold on. Shmuli, shmuli, come in. And he calls his oldest son, Shmuley, who comes in and he goes, he goes, Say the American alphabet. We're in Brooklyn. Yeah. This kid was born in Brooklyn, by the way. Yeah. This is a yeah, bo- yeah, yeah, born yeah, in yeah. America kid. Yeah. He goes, say American alphabet. And Shmuley goes, Oh no. Uh A B C D. Gee, and then the rabbi like claps me on the back, he's like, Look, he is stupid in English, you are stupid in Hebrew, everybody's stupid. Isn't that a beautiful story? <laughs> what a fucking mensch this guy was. That's the definition of a mensch. I have to go. Okay, listen. This I I real. knew I always book a
0: lunch on the dumbest guests. But wait, what? Meaning meaning you're a three hour episode, easy. But here we are at a peak note. You close on such a great laugh. <laughs> I feel good. Do you feel good?
2: Yes. L- yes. What? I, I want to just close my thought here and say, and this will be the end, that these are the universes that I spent my life in. And yeah. these are what you were talking about with the fire. Yeah. You know, It's like Siddhartha's thing. I mean, I never, I have not reached enlightenment or even close to it. But I realize now, having written this book and looking back, like, Yes, each one of these was a coat that I tried on. Each one of these was an identity that I clung to. But each one of them is a universe that have def- made up the building blocks of who I am. Yeah. And I love them. I love yeah. these worlds so much. I love AA. I love Burning Man. I love the rave world. I, lo- I love deafness. All of these created me.
0: In the hip-hop way?
2: What? Deafness? Yes. Def- def- you know that my mom... Um, do you know that... You want to hear an early joke of mine? Yeah, I know you got a lunch this is one of my first stand-up jokes very stupid can't wait well the truth is my mom um even though she's never been able to hear my comedy has always been a huge fan of me doing it and really supportive in fact some of my early open mics pete she used to come to my shows and she would sit outside of the shows and she would sell homemade preserves that she'd made to support me going on the road and keep me in the world and well, the truth is, Pete, they became popular. They became their own kind of... They kind of had a life of their own. And you've, you've heard of... Uh, Def Jam? Def Comedy Jam? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think we could probably wrap it there.
0: I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. I don't mind it at all. What a treat you are. Just a gift. A true gift
2: oh thank you pete i it, it was i we went in places i didn't expect and i loved every everyone that we discovered so we plinkoed we definitely plinkoed that we definitely And we've plinkoed. rippled
0: our lives and and thank you for everybody for listening check out subculture vulture a yeah. memoir in six scenes by moshe kasher in the rye
2: kasher, kasher. moshe adolf hitler kasher. kasher uh i love you
0: i love you too uh, would you say keep it crispy? Oh, yeah. I think you should all keep it crispy. Will you do
2: it in the voice? Oh, yeah. I can do that. <laughs> Hold on. Hello. If there's one thing I want to impress upon you, it's that you should not do any interracial dating. But if there are two things I want to impress upon you, it's that you should keep it... Ha <laughs> <laughs> great
0: Thank you, Moshi.
2: (laughs) Good day. Good
0: day to you, sir.